Warning. This podcast has been labeled as vile, dangerous, and toxic. Listener discretion is advised. Limit. Break. Here's your host, Amiro Gregori. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Live It Break Radio. Man, it feels fucking good to do that again. We're back. In the saddle, one more time, we ride once more. Welcome to Limit Break Radio, a radiant rejoining. Yes, that's right. We are back for the moment. It's a reunion episode. What's going on, guys? It's Aniro here, and uh, it's it's exciting to be back with all of you again. Man, I didn't think this day would come. Joining me today, I've got the remaining LBR crew, Nika Kayanian. Hi, you gonna say anything? That's your cue, Nika. Classic Nika. Hi, Juxta. Hello. How's How, it going? How are you? Uh, I'm 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 here. I guess. Uh, well, I hope so. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, it wouldn't listen. It wouldn't be Limit Break Radio if it didn't have problems right off the bat. How you doing, man? I feel like it's been a long time since we uh, since we have uh, talked. Uh, it's been it's been good, I guess. I mean, I just you know I've just been really really enjoying my time in Final Fantasy fourteen as of late. Uh, does that mean not being in Final Fantasy fourteen? Not being in it, not thinking about it, just not even even considering it. And then I guess there was like some kind of fan fest announcement type thing covid style so i guess i'm here now well you are here and of course this show has to be done covid style as well and uh you know i do miss i do so miss your presence here in the uh the studio uh enough that you know i i've i've even brought along a a, a special friend that's your penis Hey! Uh, drop board. That is the. It's the old drop board. Or cock. Yeah, one of the two. Uh. Anyway. Um. So let's see if she's back. If she's. If she can hear us. If she can I respond. Wasn't not here. Th- what? My 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 Discord sound suddenly decided to stop, and I was like, "Man, this intro is so long. I didn't remember it being this long. When are they going to start talking?" <laughs> Well, then I I realized I looked at Discord and you guys were lighting up and I couldn't hear you, so I left and I came (laughs) back and now it's fixed. I'm here. Hi. Hi. Well, never change. Yeah, uh, (laughs) it may have been it may have been folly on my part to for you to be the first person that I threw to because of course 
no one was there. Nika, how are you? I am good. I mean... You don't sound confident. No, I am. This this year has been a lot for a lot of people. And so, I mean, I feel like I'm just surviving one day at a time at this point. So... Yeah, that is uh, that is fair. I mean, you know, it's nice to be back in Eorzea, which, by the way, let's kick it on over to our Eorzean studios. Oh, look at this. Some animation on the transition. Ooh, looking good. Anyway, um, so, yeah, uh, it's uh, it's oh, it, that was cool. Right. Is it? it <laughs> I spent a lot of time on that. Um, anyway, so it hasn't changed a bit. Uh, you didn't see the animation when it when it changed. It was cool. Oh, there was an animation. I was actually just looking at my uh, headphones, but oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, some things change and some things stay the same. Uh, back and arrow. Yeah, uh, listen, <laughs> I, I I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be doing the show one more time. Uh, you know, it's, it's like, I, I definitely missed doing specifically this show, right? Cause in the time away, I did another show and in that time I didn't, I didn't really get to stretch my wings. I didn't really get to, you know, be a Nero, so to speak. So it's nice to, it's nice to sort of step back into the role one more time. And uh, it's nice to have all of you here along with us as well over at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. Uh, we will get into what is happening with the show, what is happening with the website. Uh, we're going to get into all of that eventually. Uh, but before we get into that, I've got to introduce our third host here. Uh, fourth host? Fourth host. Yeah. Strife, what's going on, man? Hey man, glad to be here. Thanks for uh, for making time and uh, hanging out with us this evening. Got a lot to talk about, and and you know what? I, I appreciate you hanging out with me on the the reveal stream the other night. It was uh, it was certainly a lot of fun. Oh yeah, no, definitely. That was that was really fun, man. Glad you glad you asked me to come along. Yeah, cool. yeah, absolutely. Now, hold on, hold on. What? I think because that you were removed from host status, you have to start fresh with like a new seniority thing. So, oh, you're the new intern. I'm my dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the first host. Nick is second. Strife is third. That makes you bottom rung there, buddy. You're fired. No, I, I don't. That's not how this. That, that's not how this works. I, well, it might. I think it does. Mm, I, I I don't know. I've been the I've been the one that has been leading the show since it started. Uh, Wait, I, hang on, I'm Jack, still. So what I'm st- makes you the first host? I was the one who did all the editing in the last. How about, how about of the, the, the host goes to whoever plays fourteen the most? Let's try to figure that one out. Actually, uh, that would technically be me right now. Yeah, I think that's a Nero right now. Actually, up. Oh, see, see. <laughs> there you go. Problem solved. And that would put me at number two. I think. D- that, you play more than me. I you think might. I might. Or cock. I don't know. Uh, this is classic. <laughs> I play like once a month, probably. Hilariously derailing one-liner. It's like Juxta never left the studio. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, no, that, that Juxta bot's really working out for us, right? 
good investment. There was it there- hits, hits a random drop every thirty seconds. We <laughs> actually have people in our in-game studio. This feels so good, guys. Uh, it is. It, you know, it is nice. Uh, let's let's go ahead and uh, spin the camera around and. Uh, we have some we, people dancing as always. Got a couple it. of people dancing and uh, and hanging out in the in the crowd. We also got uh, a couple of people dancing in the fish tanks as well. That's always nice. It's a little little weird, but that's okay. Well, you, you you didn't put them there. I thought that was part of the, the, <laughs> part of the, the atmosphere. Absolutely did not. No, well, that, that's awkward. Uh, anyway, so listen, we got a lot. Excuse me, I'm not in the studio. You said you're going to Photoshop me in. Uh, right. Yes. Uh, you know what? Let me take care of that right now. I'll go ahead and uh, and and just Photoshop you in. Uh, thank you, Sevo Kevo, for the resub. Uh, it's uh, you know it's 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 weird because we now have the alerts up. I forgot to turn the the audio on those off. So. Uh, yeah, that's, that's going to be, that's going to be, yeah, that's going to be a thing. Um, so anyway, uh, let's, let's get, uh, let's get Juxta all photoshopped in here. Uh, yeah, there we go. There we go. All right. Oh, he's a little bit big. Let's, 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 let's make you a little bit smaller. There we go. (laughs) There we go. I think that works, right? Like, there we go. Old old, right. old man Juxta. Si- I remember him. That's perfect. <laughs> si- Excuse me. I believe I'm missing my red mage hat. God damn it. I don't have a red mage hat that I can just... <laughs> I don't have that ready to go. What What is wrong with you? Or have like, you know, a very revealing dancer you know, outfit you know, for Bernie. You know, for someone who couldn't make the time to be in the studio, you are quite demanding. Oh hell! I am not paying fifteen dollars to be in here for one show. Uh, it's it's twelve ninety five, sir. None of this was funny. Not if you at play all. pay retainer. Uh, all right. Um, no, no. So uh, let's let's go ahead and uh, start off. I think a good place to start, considering that we haven't done a show in two years. Uh, I think a good place to start is actually with a segment that we dropped from FF fourteen Limit Break Radio altogether personal updates uh yeah so let's let's go ahead and uh start with with juxta juxta the fuck what have you been doing uh aside from diddling myself i mean (laughs) gosh okay well let's see i can just like cheat and read the outline here did i play Shadowbringers? i did i played when it came out i got a max level dancer that was fun. That was this, what, that was what this did, expansion. What did you end up thinking of Dancer? Did you like the job? It was fun. I liked it. Yeah. And I like read that it like did like shit DPS. I'm like, well, I'm just give up then. Well, I mean, fair enough. Uh, uh, but what did you? So did you play through all of the subsequent patches or just through 5.0? Just 5.0. Just 5.0. Um, I mean, that's that's kind of it's kind of interesting, mostly because I think it actually the story actually gets better after that point. Um, so uh, so what what were your thoughts on on Shadowbringers? Like, I, I mean, obvi- really good. I, like, well, obviously not good enough to come back and, and finish all the patch content. Well, I mean, what I'm probably going to do is wait until like the five point or the Point five five patch so i can just do all that all of it garbage at once. content all at once 
and then be caught up for the expansion, then do the expansion .0 stuff, and then stop subbing for like three years again. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> that's that's probably fair. That's probably fair. Uh, I mean, the, the story and like the dungeons and stuff are good the first time you do it, which sure. I'll give it that. So I'll do it once, and then I can only have to be subbed for like once for like one month. Can I be honest with you? Like the thing that I've found that's been interesting for me in terms of content i I, you know running dungeons just gets boring after like the second week right so uh uh uh, has actually been really interesting for me uh this go round um and i've ignored that content completely it's you know what it's good casual content with with like more fun than what was it eureka yeah it's definitely I mean, more fun. I, I would I would say it's definitely more fun than Eureka. I only did the tutorial, and I already know it's more fun than Eureka. Yeah, you, I, I, listen t- for what it's worth, and I, you guys know that my outlook on FF14 was as low as it could possibly be when at the <laughs> at, at the point that I left, I was like, I can't wait to not think about this game, and. Since coming back, and, you know, I'll admit the reason that I came back was I knew the majority of people who would want to watch me stream would probably want to watch me play through Shadowbringers and at least, uh, you know, hear what I thought about it. And by the time I got to the end of the, you know, the 5.3 content, I was like, wow, I'm actually really kind of into this again. Um, And, and, uh, you know, to be honest, it, it won back a measure of giving square enix the benefit of the doubt because they really paid off so many plot points and so many story beats that we personally complained about on this very show um they paid those off in and in kind of a really cool satisfying way that you know like i i gotta give it to them i i think that they they did an excellent excellent job um yeah i mean it, it finally felt like a Final Fantasy game again. It did, yeah. Like the uh, Stormblood. I don't know what what they were doing with Stormblood. Stormblood I don't know. Forgot I, what it was doing. I I think Stormblood that split storyline could have been done well, and they just dropped the ball there. And then they the patch content for Stormblood also wasn't that cohesive. Like it wasn't obvious what they were trying to do, and it, sure. just, it kind of fell apart. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Um, but. They really pulled it together with Shadowbringers. So, you know, for for anyone that's skeptical or quit the game around the time that I did, uh, and it's like, I, you know, I just don't know. Play through the story. Like that's not that much of a commitment, right? Um, you know, that's and and I think Juxta's actually got the right idea here. Uh, you know, subscribe at at five point five five, blow through all of the content, and then you know, see how you feel for six point coming up. Because um, I, I I honestly think that they have done a, a really dynamite job, especially uh, uh, with the story. Um, and and so finally, uh, Juxta, what's been going on in your personal life? What have you been doing instead of playing ff14 oh god um and diddling yourself diddling myself yeah lots of that uh geez i've been just uh i own a house now like i have mortgage payments i did the most adult thing i know which is cash in my 401k and buy lots of gamestop stock for that uh geez how much are uh, you up uh let's see i'm up like negative three hundred dollars or something oh that's not good 
Diamond hands, bro. Diamond hands, hold the line. Rocket, 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 moon, 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 rocket. Hold the line. <laughs> to the moon. Which, to the moon. Yeah, we we will we will be getting to that. I'm coming! I'm coming! Um also like um I had surgery on my feet for warts, so I was out of commission for like two weeks. Ooh, that was that's fun. But that's not information anyone needed to know ever. I feel you though. No, I had planners warts in high school, and they were the worst. Thankfully, I just got to like freeze them off. I didn't need surgery, but gosh, they sucked. And no, like, I feel there's, you. Like a, there's like a big, like giant open wound on like my foot where the warts were. It was like a quarter. Oh, Jesus. Okay, okay. And then, like, wow. Okay. Yeah. No. Miscellaneous ones. It was, it was really bad. We just went from 111 viewers to 106. You're making people throw up. <laughs> Got him. Also, my girls, uh, Fair Bear and Bert Bert, they had a bunch of surgeries and stuff. It's been, it's been really, really interesting. Man, that's, that's intense, dude. Um, Everything okay though? Like everyone, oh, yeah, every- good. Everyone's Bert, good. Bert had her surgery like last year to get like tubes put into her ears, and then this year, like on Monday, she had to get surgery to get the tubes taken out because apparently they're supposed to fall out after like six to ten months. So yeah. Ah well. Uh, glad to hear that everyone is good and uh, and and doing well. Um, oh, also got engaged to Fair Bear, so I have a ring. Congratulations. Congrats, Yay. The wedding was going to be in May, but, you know, COVID. And COVID, yeah. So that's not happening. Oh, I was going to ask. Huh. Well, congratulations, man. That's that's a whole lot of life shit to cram into one two-year period. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a lot. It's also, a- I've been playing card games. It's amazing what you can get done when you're not playing Final Fantasy fourteen. When I have uh, six day or uh, two days of, <coughs> excuse me, uh, uh, two days off every week, it actually is really really nice, and you fit a lot of shit in there. Well, uh, congratulations, man. I'm, I'm I'm glad to hear that you're that you're doing real well, uh, Nika. Same yeah. same round of questions. How uh, did you play Shadowbringers? How far did you get? Yeah, I played up until I had my real baby. No more fake babies. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to think the last time we did an episode was right before Shadowbringers, right? So I was playing, I did the first, say, two, trying to remember, I was still raiding and everything right up until I had the baby. So it was like, I did the first raid tier and I was still playing like raiding every week with my group. And then, yeah. And then the baby was born and for, I still played for about a month or so, like not really raiding, but like playing. Yeah. And then I, after that, I couldn't find time to play anymore. So. Oh, wow. It's real hard once babies stop sleeping all day to do anything other than baby. Yeah. I, I mean, I kind of figured as much. That's why I've never had one. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard. Uh, well, so did you, did you play to the end of at least the story content? Yeah. So I still plug on every patch day and do the story. Um, I think I did a recent story with you on this. You thing. did. That's right. And uh, you can find I, that over at our YouTube channel, by the way. Yeah. So I, like Strife was saying, I felt, especially at the end of 5.0, like the whole ending sequence when you're fighting, like when you go up against Emmett Selk and it's like this big badass cutscene. And I remember thinking, oh my God. And then you watch your character walk forward and I'm like, 
this is a Final Fantasy game. Yes. And I was like, oh my god. Oh, it, I was it, so excited. It, that was that was one of the really big moments. And then I think the other one was with Elidibus. And it was but it was sort of like an inverse of that moment, right? Where you uh, you know, Final Fantasy is known for for two big things, right? These huge epic, you know, uh, confrontations with god you know celestial sort of like epicness right and then the other side of it is this you know very heartfelt emotional um realness that exists in the final fantasy series and you got that with elitibus and and that that, that was one of my favorite moments in in all of ff14 yeah, I mean, I feel like they went really dark this time around, um, which I felt was just something that this game needed because after they like kill characters who don't actually die and they kind of pussied out of all of that, I feel like they really needed to go a little darker. So like finding out people are getting turned into creatures that get turned into food and then fed back to the people, I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Vo- every- everything about Vothry was pretty horrific. Yeah, I was like, I'm down for this story. Yeah. Um, so edgy. Yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know about edgy, but like, I, I think so it, anime. It had something to say. I actually, I, I would say that Shadowbringers is probably the least anime outside of the Gundam fucking side quest thing. Um, is probably the least anime out of all of the FF14 expansions, at least in my opinion. Um, so, all right. Uh, what what was like? What was your thought on Shadowbringers content? Like, I, I, I obviously, I mean, yeah. I, obviously, the baby is like kind of the biggest li- <laughs> limiting factor in there. Um, Absolutely. So, I mean, my deal is like, I mean, we've always had this criticism on LBR. They really haven't added anything. Like, I'm always going to say, like, I love my raids. I do them Tuesday and Thursday. Give me something to do Monday and Wednesday. And they still have not given me like another content. Um, that's like legit, right? So I'm still waiting for that, like, because I mean, when I look back at FF11, I can think of 10 different endgame contents. I had different link shells. Like every day of the week, I was doing a different endgame content that progressed my character at the endgame level. And looking at this game, there's literally one. Yeah. So, like, yeah. again, the content itself hasn't changed. However, I do feel that the bosses and the story behind them is much more interesting like i cared way more about like reen and gaia than i cared about like the random boy from alexander that like like oh some people from the past who had a love story we don't care about at all um like i cared way more about eden's story but i still haven't done the last most recent eden but anyway um yeah i just feel like the the content as a whole the storytelling and the pacing was much better um so I, I I commend, like, as an expansion, Shadowbringers was a million percent the best one, but it still doesn't have, like, the variety of content I'm looking for to really want to, like, dive back into an MMO again. Yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you, especially because I am playing FF11 kind of in tandem. And sorry. Uh, no, honestly, <laughs> honestly, like, it's, it, it's fun. It's a nice, uh, it's a nice kind of throwback, but, like, there's still a bajillion different things to do in that game, even though they've done stuff like raise the level cap and and add content. And I like it's it's actually insane how much content still exists in uh, FF11 and is still relevant. Um, outside of the the baby stuff, any any personal life uh, notes that you want to share? I mean, any not- removed? 
<laughs> no. I mean, there hasn't really been too much. Um, like, I'm just trying to figure out how people play MMOs and games with babies. Like, it was easy enough when she, like, slept all the time. And then even when she was still, like, less mobile. But now that she's, like, one and she's all over the house at any given moment, literally every single second is, like, being on suicide watch and trying to make sure they're not killing themselves. <laughs> so it's, like, it's so hard sometimes. I try to sit down and, like, even play Animal Crossing, which is pretty casual, which I can sort of do when she's around. Um, but then I turn my head, and she's, like, in the other room eating something in a cabinet. And I'm, like, where? how did you get there? Uh, um, uh, again, so. <laughs> uh, again, well, you know, and again, that, that comes down to, you know, a difference in, in, in game philosophy, uh, you know, when it comes to a, a game like FF14, if you're doing something, the game demands that you need to be focused on that thing yeah. the entire time that you're doing it. So, yeah, yeah I, I really want to get back into rating at 6.0 as long as I can get like, because, you know, I'll be, exactly, oh, another. I mean, I did actually take this whole year off so that I wouldn't have to worry about dealing with online teaching with a baby and also like them throwing us back into the classroom in the middle of February when the numbers are higher than ever, which is what they're doing in like two weeks. So, yeah, um, I, so I'm actually not working this year. I'm just, I'm just momming. Um, so back uh, in coming this August, I'm going back to work. So then I'm hopefully like once, you know, going to bed earlier and all that stuff, I'll be able to raid again. But what, yeah, I mean, what, what most people I've seen do to handle that for raiding is they just have their significant other watch the kid for those two to three hours or whatever your schedule is. Yeah. So. Saren's not going to do that because he thinks this game is dumb. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if it, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> He's like, I'm not going to watch it for three hours so you could raid. You he, should quit that game. You barely play it. <laughs> He's not wrong. Uh, so, all right. Well, the, the best way to handle the baby problem is just don't care anymore and let them do whatever they want. <laughs> no. Eventually they learn or they don't. And, the <laughs> and they choke and they die when I'm not paying Yeah, attention. it solves itself. Interesting inverse <laughs> in parenting strategies. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, you you come for to to limit break radio for the FF14 discussion. Stay for the parenting tips. Um, no, the, hey, when when pandemic's over, Juxta, we need our babies to have a play date. Okay, Let's come here. I, I will eventually when the pandemic's oh, okay. over because my family lives there. You know. So. Actually, I don't know if you know or not, but ever since uh, Biden hit the office, uh, the pandemic's been over, so you can come whenever you want. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I, forgot, I forgot. I forgot about, about that. that. Yeah, yeah. Forgot that it was just election prepping. How nice is that, right? Like it's just it's great that it just, just disappeared gone. overnight. Dis- yeah, no variants or anything. Um, you know, so uh, strife. Uh, have you been keeping up with Shadowbringers? Yeah, yeah. Uh, every patch I've done the MSQ, the normal raid, uh, the twenty-four minute if it's been out, and a lot of the side stuff. I think the only thing. I haven't really caught up with uh, all the ways. Some of the extreme and savage modes I have not uh, been up to date with. Uh, well, who could I blame you? Time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I forgot to mention the 24 mans. I love Nier, so I'm actually loving them very, very I, much. I still haven't yeah, done them. That's the one piece of content that I refuse to fucking touch. Oh, it's, why? It's, it's, it's quite good. You. It's quite good. I don't, uh, don't like Nier. What? Well, Nier is stupid in anime. I have. What? It's like my favorite game of all time. I I I played near and I got to the fishing side quest and I said fuck this game. I'm never You're playing it again. The only as, time you ever have to fish. As someone who's <laughs> never played near, the story content's been pretty decent. It's been intriguing, and I like that Yoko Taro made them put story content in the patches in between when the 24 man comes out. So like every patch, there was 
a little continuation of that storyline, which has been nice. Oh, oh is there one good. from this recent one too? Because I had, don't think mm-hmm. I did it. Yeah, a very short one, but it's very good. And it's, mm-hmm. I, I, I know, again, as someone who's never played near, it's, it's intriguing. It does feel like it doesn't really belong sometimes, but, oh. you know, I really like a little bit of a side topic to this is I really think Yoko Taro leading a Final Fantasy game would be amazing. Like an entire like number, like if Yoko Taro did Final Fantasy 17 or something, I would be totally down for that. That's that's called a Star Ocean game. It's science fiction at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go tell Suikoden that Nier is your favorite series, Nico. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, go for it, I guess. Oh, I finally played the Suikoden game I was avoiding my whole life. Just we got in four because it's boat travel. And how, <laughs> how how did that go? I mean, it was better than my lowest expectation, but nah. that's oh, not that's high praise. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a low bar to clear. Um, Strife. So uh, let's let's talk a minute because we we had talked the other night uh, about you know uh, end game organization and the way that FF14 handles content versus uh, other MMOs. Again, make sure to check that out over at our YouTube channel. Um, but you know, let, let's talk about the way that FF14 has done and is doing vertical progression um, because uh. it it literally has been a copy and paste ever since a realm reborn and i i've said you know for a long time especially when i was getting shit on uh you know back in the in in the days of of this show uh where people were going like you know you don't raid so you can't comment on whether or not the rating is good or not and and it's like well what after you notice the first time that all your hard work got thrown out the window six months after you did the fucking content and as soon as the next piece of content came out why would i why would i knowingly put myself on that gear treadmill again when i know that it's just gonna go all the way the fuck out the window and by the way there's no other content to challenge with that with that gear so let's yep let let, let's talk about the way that ff14 is doing vertical content uh it 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 has not changed in Shadowbringers. does not look like it's going to change uh in endwalker uh what do you think about it what do you think square enix could do to uh address it so yeah at at the crux of the matter i do want to say i will always defend vertical progression however square handles this very poorly to the point where it it makes it look so much worse than it really is and some of the ways that occurs is right now the and i say right now but pretty much since you to your point since uh, either arr or heaven's Ward, i think heaven's Ward's when they really solidified it but they they've been doing the same thing copy paste right so one of the the biggest issues we've had is um it's either you cap your tomes every week to get a piece of gear or there's four bosses that you can obtain loot from, and that's it for the best gear in the game. This is an issue in a couple ways. Uh, on one hand, the boss difficulty pattern, there's two bosses that are roughly in the same difficulty, and then another two that are harder. There's no real linear progression path, so that feeling of I'm obtaining this gear to challenge the harder content is kind of lost there, and that kind of deflates you even further from wanting to obtain gear and challenge the content in that time window where it's relevant. And then the second issue is that um, the <laughs> the lack of, this is the biggest issue, the lack of other content in the game where gear matters. They, they've literally designed it so that all, the only thing that's relevant, this gear is relevant for is the newest dungeon 
and these four bosses that you do the raid with. And until they either increase the number of bosses or add additional content where your gear matters, this vertical progression system is always going to feel just stupid because like, I don't know what to do. I think Square Enix thinks they fixed it by putting ultimates, which doesn't solve the problem. So hold on. So ultimates, that's a good point. Ultimates is a great step in the right direction, uh, but not enough and poorly implemented because the problem with the ultimate fights is one, while they're very cool, they're a little bit recycled and not everyone's going to be jazzed about that. And number two, they don't award anything but prestige it would have been nice to see them reward some level of power gain as yes. well to make to make future clears of that content a little. Don't you easier. get weapons from them? Yeah, but they're equivalent to the highest eye level savage weapon or relic. So I thought they the were five eye levels higher. Uh, last I checked, they were roughly equivalent to whatever the best weapon was at the time. I remember? Um, yeah. So either way, it's the problem with it is it's purely prestige, but that's still a good thing. You still want some sort of prestige content in your game. However, they can't even keep a cycle where they have more than... How many did they have in Shadowbringers so far? One or two? Does anyone know? Either way, like the, the I know yeah, the, the next one they were going to have just got canceled, oh, not canceled, postponed. The one that they were supposed to release in April is now being pushed back all the way to the expansion, to 6.0, yeah. the, which was going to be the Dragon Song War. So again, th- this content is, is really cool. It's, it's a good step in the right direction, but it's... It, it's hurt a little bit by being only prestige, by being recycled, and by having the, again, the ladder to get there is too small. Four raid bosses in a week is too small of a ladder to find meaning in it. Those vertical progression systems matter when you can spend four to six months climbing them and feel like you and the community are in on it together climbing this ladder. Yeah. When, it, when it's just like, yeah, I bang out two bosses week one, it's a joke. After two to three weeks of capping my weekly tomes, which is so exciting... Uh, then all of a sudden I'm OP and now I, I bang out boss three and four and it's easy and I, now I don't have to do it anymore. Yeah, like, it's too it's too short of a path. Uh, that's that's actually the hot topic, uh, the hot talking point uh, from last night's uh, live letter is that uh, that content got moved back to uh, I believe six point one, and <laughs> and so uh, you know a lot of people are are really disappointed about it and and think that this is a big mistake. Um, uh, you know, again, uh, you know, we are living with COVID, so I think it's, right. um, you know, the, you gotta, you gotta keep your expectations reasonable. Um, and I don't know that it's entirely reasonable to say, yeah, do, do an entire expansion and do the work behind ultimate, uh, all at the same time. So it's either, right. you know, it's either we get, uh, 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 Walker in spring, winter maybe you know like uh maybe this time uh you know next year in 2022 which i think a lot of people would be really disappointed about or with you know the decision that they've gone with and that's to delay that content until uh 6.1 um by the way i do want to remind you guys you know you can call in the show we do have a a method for you to call in uh it's through our discord you can just type exclamation point discord in the chat uh and you'll be provided with a a link to the discord and uh right now i want to invite in one of our callers nutella waffles what's going on nutella welcome to limit break radio it has been too long since I've actually called into Limit Break Radio, um, Nero. Uh, I t- called in to your thing the other day um, before the announcement showcase, and that was really cool. 
uh, kind of a good little callback. But now here we are again. Congratulations on bringing it back. Welcome back, Nika. Uh, welcome, Strife. I, I guess Jux is here too. So hello. Oof, ouch. Wow. All right. Okay. So so uh, we're we're a bit limited on time. So, uh, Mr. Waffles, if you would, uh, let's get uh, straight to the meat of the matter. Well, it's funny. You were just talking about Ultimate. That's actually one of the things I wanted to say. Highly disappointed. They said they were back on schedule. So either they kind of bullshitted that or they bullshitted saying they were two, having two Ultimates. Either way. It's a disappointment. I'm, I'm just going to move on from it. No, nothing to really think about there. What I really want to talk about, because we were talking about this, like I said, a few day, a couple days ago, was Sage. This is going to be not the game changer people are thinking about. Calling it now, it's just going to be a copy-paste of Scholar. It's going to have bare minimum utility, and, and Astro's skill going to be right on top of where the fuck it was. All right. Well, thank you very much, Nutella Waffles, for the call. Great to hear from you, as always. And, uh, of course, we'll get a little bit deeper into all of the Endwalker discussion and news. Um, but, yeah, there's a little bit of the other side of, uh, you know, someone who is uh, is disappointed about uh, the announcement of uh, Ultimate being postponed until 6.1. Uh, thanks again for the call. Appreciate it. If you want to call in, exclamation point discord in the chat will uh, get you with a link hop into the on hold channel and uh our good buddy lloyd will be uh able to uh hang out with you and uh, help you get ready to be put on air um so uh, and and by the way guys i know that there's going to be a lot of people who you know are like hey it's nice that you're back and it's great to hear from you again and all of that like we we have a very limited time window here and a lot to get through so let's try to get through the calls quickly as we can um all right so let's move on now to the big revelation the big announcement last night and walk hold on hold on hold on what a Nero what personal update what what do you what do you want from, from me? You. Well, let's see. Every, I mean, look, to be fair, like the last episodes, you weren't even on them, so it's been a long time since anyone's heard from you. Yeah, that's very true. Um, so uh, I spent a while hosting uh, Checkpoint, and then uh, around this time last year, well, actually, uh, around April last year, uh, unfortunately, getting laid off from uh from from checkpoint and uh if you're wondering why you know Kahlo and Escalia are not a part of this broadcast it's because they're still with checkpoint and uh obviously they have uh non-competes so uh hope that they're doing well uh you know still still talk to them all the time uh but uh but yeah uh since then I've been uh working at a public radio station here in Detroit uh working from home which is a, a new adjustment um but uh yeah it's you know what it's I, i'm not gonna lie it's been difficult it's it's been a difficult year uh coming up on um you know it's it's weird when you spend so much time and so much of your effort uh poured into a project and then overnight it's just gone uh it just disappears it evaporates into nothing and so that was that was a really big adjustment uh, for me that I think I'm still trying to make um, it, it, it definitely, you know, 
has uh, has been a struggle. But fortunately, you know, we've had some covid relief and uh, and and a part time job uh, has has been my saving grace. Also, the generosity of the uh, the Twitch audience that does come and, and hang out with me uh, when I stream on Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays now and Saturdays. Uh, so, you know, make sure to put that on your uh, on your calendar if that's something that's uh, interesting to you. But man, yeah, 2020 was a tough year, man. Um, it uh, it sucked. It definitely sucked. And uh, you know, we'll 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 talk about uh, what the future might uh, might hold for uh, Limit Break Radio and my involvement in it a little bit later on in the show. Um, but thank you guys for asking. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, it it sucked. It's it's been shitty. It's not been fun. I don't think anyone's had a good 2020, though, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. Um, Jeff Bezos. Yeah, he seems to be doing pretty okay. Um, <laughs> but, but no, I, I, you know, uh, again, I, I, I wish everyone who's still involved with Checkpoint uh, well and hope that they do well. And it's cool to see, you know, something that I worked really hard on and, uh, you know, uh, kind of breathed into existence uh, still continue on without me. That's a nice feeling, you know, um, to know that that it didn't grind to a halt. Uh, it was it, it was a, a little bit of the, the same feeling that I got uh watching your guys's uh shows and and podcasts after i stopped doing uh limit break radio so um uh, again a, a, a weird adjustment um but uh you know what are you gonna do what are you gonna do uh you're gonna you know uh, bemoan your your fate in life or are you gonna uh you know try to move forward um, so yeah, my, my time, uh, since doing checkpoint has been filled with, uh, coming up with pitches, making pitches and so far no one biting. Um, so that's, that's always, that's always fun and encouraging. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what's been, uh, what's been going on with me. All right, let's turn our attention now to the big, uh, the big reveal, the big announcement, uh, from yesterday. Uh, of course, you know, fan fest, uh, again, one of the many casualties of 2020 and uh and of covid and so instead we get uh a pair of digital fan fests um digital announcements and so that's what we got last night uh starting with a a a, you know the the announcement that everyone knew was going to be coming it was inevitable the new expansion Endwalkers. So, uh, why don't we go ahead and uh, actually take a look at that trailer right here? I have to admit, I rolled my my eyes when the first thing that we saw was the moon. Oh, yeah, it used to be such a big joke that we would ever go to the moon, but here we are. But here we are. <laughs> Darlene Space Station on the moon. We might not be that far off, though, honestly. I gotta be honest, I, I didn't think they were gonna do it. I, 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 I mean, I didn't really take it seriously either. 
like I like I didn't think it, they'd make a theme out of it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah we know like we know the uh, the Asians are there, but you know whatever. That's their other dimension. The moon, regard it's irrelevant, right? Why right, we right. Go, like physically go there. That's just where they. That's just where they are temporarily. Like, we're the OG Asian man. We belong on the moon. Well, we're like we're, we're, we're like, like Sailor we're Moon, Moon Princess who well, was born there. No, we're like eight fourteenths of that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, spoilers. Thanks, oh, Nico. Whoops. I don't know. I kind of marked out at the fact that they're fighting shadow dragons. Alice and HD looks really the shadow. Cool. Wasn't the shadow dragon in the original teaser for FF11 when it came out? Oh, I didn't even realize they were fighting FF11 shadow dragons. Because <laughs> that's a great I question. That I remember that vividly. Like, because I remember it was in the U.S. It was what 2000. Three fall when it came out on P- on console or was that no PC it came out in US first then console in spring 2004 and I remember watching this teaser over and over waiting to the day I could get it for my PS2 and so I think that's what it's from I, I gotta say I don't think anyone was more hyped than me when they saw the warrior of light reveal paladin armor interesting interesting though that he it looked like he was in an Asian robe previous to that when yeah. he was up on the on the moon and there we see Fan Daniel with a similar looking robe, actually. Yeah, I mean, we're all friends here now, right? <laughs> I mean, it, they said it, right? Uh, even uh, Xenos or whatever his name is, he's, uh, he's our Xenos best friend. Xenos considers us his best friend. Yeah, we're best friends. Oh, that's... God damn it. This really is Wait, just God. Dragon Ball Z, isn't it? That asshole isn't dead yet? No. Well, define dead. Like, I don't have to see him ever again? No, no. a lot. Why are they Seamoring the shit out of fucking Xenos? Oh, look how cool he looks. Ah. That's actually, that's a, that's a really good point. They are kind of Seamoring the shit out of him. They are. Well, I, mean, I mean, we have anima weapons, so it makes sense. Er, right? Anima's so coming. This one's a combination of FF4 and 10. Yeah, there, well, there's... there's look at that at- Star Wars chip. <laughs> Did you see the, the Photoshop they did on Reddit where they actually put the Death Star in there? Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty funny. So, uh, you know, a lot, dude, a lot of, a lot of hype around this trailer. Um, what are you, what were your guys' original thoughts? It was hard because I was watching it on my phone at my in-laws house while like they were watching random songs to try to entertain the baby on the TV. So I was trying really hard to like pay attention to what was going on. So that's why I totally missed that they were fighting shadow dragons, which is cool. Well, my, um, I, I mean, I, I gotta say. I mean, how was everyone's first thought not, thank God I invested in GameStop and AMC, right? Because we're prepared for this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just want to say... I'm too pleb to understand stocks, so I did Well, see, understand. the thing is, we have diamond hands, and that means we're better than everyone else. And we're going to the moon! Rockets, rockets! <laughs> uh, I mean, I, Juxta, you've got to feel you've got to feel somewhat vindicated. I know that we're making fun of Skuro when we talk about a Garlean moon base, but, I mean... You've been memeing this for a good four years. It's got to feel like some kind of payoff to you. Excuse me, memeing? No, this is just another prophecy from <laughs> Juxtadamus coming to fruition. You're welcome. Fruition. No, fruition. He knows what he said. He knows what he said. It no feels no. like I'm dying inside. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I, you know I, I I think that there's there's a lot of legitimate hype around this. Uh, you know I think that it's it's pretty exciting that 
you know, the, the confrontation with Garlemald is finally coming to a head. Uh, we're, we're getting to go to at least some sections of Islabard. Um, you know, they, it, it feels like they, they punted this for the entirety of, uh, you know, Shadowbringers. Um, not, not, and I don't mean that as a negative at all. Uh, yeah, I probably would have if I had remained on the on the show. I probably would have been extremely skeptical because of it. Um, but no, I think that this is this is in general, uh, you know, pretty exciting. A pretty exciting direction for the story to go, um, even if people are really burnt out by Xenos and Fan Daniel. It's still makes me question though like literally since 1.0 they keep touting that it's been 10 years of Heidelin and zodiac like what are they gonna do with the story once that's done like they they even said that 6.0 like which was an interesting choice they normally take three patches right to to conclude the story and then the next two patches lead into the next story sure but they said that 6.0 is going to be its own contained story and then 6.1 is going to be brand new yeah, I think I think that's that's really interesting, and also the kind of the confirmation that this is going to be the culmination of the conflict between Heidelin and Zodiac. I mean that that goes all the way to like the core of like 1.0, like the origins of this game. Yeah, I you know if I had to put money on it, I'd probably bet that they're going to go over a more grounded story next, like something that's not so otherworldly. And like high level, we're going to the moon. What do you mean it's not going to be otherworldly? No, that's what I mean. After I think this, after six zero. Oh, oh, okay. I get that. I think I mean, when, you, they, when, when they go to right. start, when they go to start fresh, I think they're going to try to bring us, like, ground us a bit more for a, at least a couple patches, if not an expansion or, or so. Yeah, like thinking about it, we're going to the moon. We're go- the end of the war between the gods that has been happening for years. It's going to be. We're probably going to solve the whole issue of the calamities and the multiple shards and all this nonsense. So then, where is there to go other than they, to ground they yourself? Will, they will strip us of our yeah. light, and we will be elect to level one. <laughs> we have again. Again. Well, they kept saying that, like, the theme of this is final. Like, it's Endwalker, Final Fantasy. The word finale kept coming up. They're like, but it's then, not the end of the game, but it's the end of this story. But then they talk about hope and how your character needs to embody hope for a future. So what's the future? I also learned that I'm secretly a furry. <laughs> Me? Uh, no, I, I, man, I, I don't know. Um, I, I think, you know, there's there's a bunch of core mysteries, um, you know, and, and they brought some up through the presentation, uh, like, you know, uh, what brought about the final days, uh, what became of Heidelin and Zodiac, uh, what will be, you know, the Garlean Empire's fate, like some of these core questions, it sounds like, especially if they're using them in the, in the presentation, are going to be addressed uh, in this expansion. I, I think that there's one more that I really need to see, and I think I'm hoping, at least my theory is, is that it relates directly to Heidelin, and that's the mystery going all the way back to the very first cutscene that we saw at the very beginning of 1.0, and that mystery is, what is beneath Silver Tear Falls? Um, <laughs> that's and, always been your thing. That's <laughs> Yes, because that that out of all of the cutscenes that we've ever gotten, out of all of the story beats out of 1.0 that we've ever gotten, that's been the only one that has never really been paid off or even been been you know referred to so i think that it's 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 a big deal that it's a possibility that they may go back and finally end up paying that off you know like i i i honestly think that that can't be understated 
I think I think if we go back and look, I think 1020 and even 30 and Heavensward all have story threads remaining to be answered that aren't necessarily Hydaelyn Zodiac related. Like I think there's still Midgar Somor's uh children there isn't there some we haven't don't know about we absolutely know status oh absolutely yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So um, there's threads there to, to pick up I, I mean even even the nature of midgar somer himself is uh is a bit of a mystery like where did he actually originate from um you know what was the star that uh that that he originally came from where did omega come from where did omega follow him from um i think i i think that those are some sort of larger picture questions that you know maybe after 6.0 is done we can start addressing some of those that's that we're going to the moon now we're going to start star wars into other planets maybe uh, i don't know i don't know going to other planets but getting at least a little bit more uh, uh of a reveal also keep in mind though midgar somer isn't completely disconnected from heidelin in in a lot of different uh places uh, uh midgar somer is referenced as the first warrior of light that he was the first one to enter into a pact with heidelin so we may actually get more revealed about midgar somer than we think yeah, um, didn't they have a falling out as well? Wasn't there a conflict afterwards? You know, I'm that I don't that I don't know. Uh, I feel like, I feel I like remember, he wasn't a fan of, of the fact yeah, that you were when, her servant. He did, when, that's why he blocked us from her when we first got him. You're not he wrong. Was, he you're, was pissed off. Yeah. No, he was no, like, no, he's like, look at you, you're relying on her gifts. Disgusting. Yeah, no. Uh, and and so I think that that is you know, that's something that's gotta be paid off with this Heidelin Zodiac conflict. Um, I, I don't know. I think that this this feels this feels final, right? Like this does yeah. feel like they're very purposefully wrapping things up. And I actually really like the idea that it's going to be done by six. Right. Because yeah. then, then I can really gauge whether or not I want to stick around for the subsequent patches. Um, not to mention the fact that, you know, only having two patches of prequel of like build up is kind of awkward when you're starting an entirely new arc right yeah that's what that's what they've always done right they found only these uh, dot four and dot five patches have been the build-up into the next expansion but when you're resetting an entire arc it's, i don't think that's enough you know so that's probably why they want more more lead time i, I would uh, if i had to guess they're probably going to be doing more breadcrumbing than anything in those uh in those kind of like uh a subsequent dlc patches um you know i don't know you know i think i think you bring up a really really interesting point yeah it's hard to go full throttle into whatever the next thing is so they're they're provided with an opportunity to a close all the loose ends that still exist or b yeah start breadcrumbing but then if then if it's like breadcrumbing it's like why am I doing any of this, right? Like then I think it, it you you've gone from something that feels epic and final and a conclusion to what, right? I think that that transition is going to be a little bit more important than than any of us really realize. Yeah, I mean in dot one dot two patches they don't have the right hook. It's going to be a little awkward. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, yeah. let's take a look at uh, Sage. Uh, this is the new job that is being added with 6.0. One of Jesus two. Christ. One of two. Uh, and let's uh, let's take actually a look at the video because uh, we see actually in the trailer that uh, Alfino 
was uh, was actually um, that you know already equipped with sage, uh, and interesting that they use six flying dildos as the weapon. I thought uh, of them I more thought, like lightsabers. Well, I, I saw I saw an image where it was baguettes. I don't know how I feel about this, guys. Like, I, I mean, it's a healer with Magitek lightsabers. Yeah, it's I, just I, have you never heard of LASIK? It's LASIK eye surgery. Yeah, like lasers heal people. It's so oh. extra, though. Like, I don't know. It is very extra. It is definitely extra. Like, like look at all those light beams. Yeah, like it is. I like. I don't know, man. Like, I, like I like original jobs, right? Like, I like uh, you know my my stuff to have a little bit of originality to it. But this is so far out there in terms of like the the sort of like tech fantasy element. It, it just it seems like a weird fit. Where does this come from, right? Like, is this a job? Come on. No, no, I mean, this- no. What if it's an ancient Asian class? Yeah, this has to be like the Asian answer to like white mage or scholars or like any other healers because I can't imagine well, Asians would be white mage, right? Well, if you notice, well, if you notice, they're crystals, right? The the weapons surrounding yeah. them, right? They're they're technically crystals, and they did reveal that Alfino will be going through some sort of training or something in the next patch in the dot five patch i think or the dot five five one of those so presumably he'll explain i guess where the fuck he finds these weapons right because I, I i don't think they've given us enough to go on uh, there's no background maybe alfino creates this class oh my god if <laughs> alfino's just sitting there going alice I, i've done it i figured it out still those uh, <laughs> uh. Like, i mean to be fair he, he's he's been learning a lot of lessons like a lot, like he's made a lot of mistakes. Like he's probably the biggest fuck up in all the science. So I mean, I, yeah. I guess he's the wisest now. I guess. I don't I know. Mean, but he's it's learned. Weird. He's learned a lot. I, I guess. Uh, I, I he's learned enough to create I, an entire job class. I, I was excited for the little teaser at the end of the dot three patch where Ali Zay and Alfino go. I, I can't help but think I just haven't grown enough. And I was, you know, I was like, oh, cool. So they're going to get new outfits next. That's neat, right? But then, like, to find out, like, oh, oh, this is how Alfino's growing. He's going to have flying crystals. Okay, I guess. What's wrong with crystal dildos? I mean, I just, on, outside of outside of being really uncomfortable, like, I mean, Juxta, you're the expert. What do you think? Okay, like they're fine in like the bedroom and in private and stuff, but you don't take that to a fight, man. Come on, or cock. I mean, well, cock stuff. I mean, you don't take a dildo it. Makes you feel good, and healers make you feel good when you get health restored. It works, right? I mean, listen, this isn't the first game that has used dildos as weapons, you know? Fucking... I don't know. I don't see those as dildos. I feel like if those were dildos, that would be very painful. I gotta be honest. Like, after people mentioned it, I do... The more I look at it, the more I keep thinking Gundam. Because there are, like, those stupid Gundam lasers that pop out out of the mobile suit and shoot on the sides. I didn't think about that initially, but a lot of people mentioned it. I looked it up, and I was like, oh, my God, that it is really weird. I mean, I don't know enough about Gundam. Like, I don't feel like it's, like, Gundam enough to be Gundam. Like, yeah, but the it's little just a little bit. things are the Gundam. And then it just looks weird because every healer is going to be wearing white robes. So it's like, ugh, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's just you know, awful. You know, I, I honestly think that uh, maybe, you know, like a dark, a dark themed healer would be fun. 
Because, like, you're right. Like, all every fucking healer looks the same. Oh, white robe. Cool. Nice. Like, I don't know. Having a having a healer with a little bit of edge. Dark Knight healer. Confirmed. Or even green, because nature can be healing, right? There's other varieties besides white. It doesn't have to be the religious holy variant, right? Yeah, I, I, that's fair, too. That's fair, too. Um, so, But it's just like they're not trying. That's the weird part. I want to think... I'm, so, like, this is, like, half backtracking, but not really. Like, the, uh, the actual trailer for Endwalker, I feel like it's actually just a teaser for the new job. Like, literally the entire point of that is showing Alphano with the new job equipped and like the warrior of light is a paladin but it does nothing to make you speculate about the story no you're you're 100 percent right i'm thinking about do you remember in here when we were at the last fan fest and they debuted the Shadowbringers trailer do you remember how we couldn't stop debating who the little girl was and what was going on the entire fan fest yeah and i feel like this trailer is just like hey moon hey new job the end yeah, I, and and what? even and even when they confirmed that we were going to the first in Shadowbringers at FanFest, it was sort of like I don't think any of us could really understand the scope of it or what that really meant. I mean, I think I think actually a, a good parallel was back at the FanFest where they uh had released Stor- uh, uh Stormblood and yeah. and first announced Stormblood because the first trailer that we got was mostly focused on lease. And, and, Al- and Alamigo, and there was no the mention. Red. Yeah, but yeah, but that was that was weird because that that actually kind of expresses the duality of that expansion even more because they literally had to splice what could have been a completely separate trailer into it. The next fan fest, where they're right. like, oh, by the way, we're also going to Dome, and it's a completely different set of stuff you're doing that's loosely. And that's joined. maybe right, at the which digital seemed... fan fest will get so, more trailers. Oh no, no, yeah, no, so, for sure. So, oh, definitely. Yeah, th- this is definitely only part one. There's got to be yeah. at least another half. Yeah, uh, and and if I had to guess, you know, because uh, there's there's a lot of speculation floating around about the second job, which we do know is going to be a physical melee job. Um, there's a lot of speculation uh, based on the shirts that Yoshi P was wearing, uh, both at the presentation and at the live letter afterwards, uh, that it could be Reaper or some kind of variant on Dark Knight. Um, yeah, I, I, heard, I think they called it the Enero class. Yeah. <laughs> See, th- listen, one Dark Knight wasn't enough. They were like, Nero, we need you to come back. We can't do this game without your 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 cynic takes on what we're doing. We need you to come back. We're offering you a second Dark Knight job. Please, please, for the love of God. And listen, I, I'm only too happy to oblige Square Enix. Thank you for for uh you know for 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 caving to my demands. I know it was kind of ridiculous to add a second Dark Knight job. But listen, the the tank role is just not that satisfying as a Dark Knight. And 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 so, you know, a melee DPS role I think is much much more in line with what Dark Knights actually want. So, you know, but I, you hate Scythe. Yeah. He's coming around to it. Don't bring, you know what? Don't bring that up. Don't that, that, that's kind of a sore spot. <laughs> You know, they caved to my demands, but then they, 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 I, I capitulated on the scythe. Okay. It's a compromise. All right. Yeah, Jeez. exactly. Like what, what, what were they going to do? Have two different great sword versions. That wouldn't make any sense. You know what? This would never add a, another job that would utilize a sword. That's just ridiculous. Now watch mm-hmm. the rotations. Just spam drain. It's going to be really, really nice. Oh, uh, let's hope not. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's hope not. Um, Can you bio please. Can you bio? <laughs> stun please stun um 
So yeah, let's let's also uh, take a look at some of the the rest of this uh, presentation here as well, uh, because uh, one of the big announcements was, uh, of course, one of the cities that we're going to be going to, uh, Rad's at Han. Um, so here, let me uh, bring this over, and there we go. We get a little bit of uh, a look at Rad's at Han with, yeah, Juxta. You 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 just keep keep popping up over things, and and it's really distracting. Um, well, I'm just everywhere, you know. Uh, well, tell me about Rad's at Hand then, since you're checking it out right now. Uh, well, the uh, the disparation between the richest of the people and the the poorest is just far too wide. We have to take take back the the take and strike at the economic upper class. We need to <laughs> redistribute the wealth. I was wondering where this was going. Uh, actually, the city. I was actually talking about the city. What do What do you think about what they have shown off for the city, Juxta? Uh, it's it's pretty. I like it. I like the color scheme a lot, actually. I, you know, I think it's it's genuinely pretty interesting because this is not you know a type of uh you know a a type of aesthetic that we've seen a lot from the ff14 development team uh you know this seems very south american that was the first thing that i thought of when i saw this it's you know kind of ancient peruvian it's interesting because like radzat han has always kind of been alluded to be like the middle eastern like it's where like the blue mage stuff comes from and all the like middle Eastern swords and stuff says they're rads at Han and 14. But then when we see it, you're right. It's more like tropical. Yeah. I, I, and, and a lot of people in the chat are mentioning India as well. I, I agree with that. I think it's got elements of both in there, um, especially in some of this, some of this architecture here. Like I, I can see where people are getting India from. I think it was the colors though, that really kind of said South American to me. Um, I, I, I don't know. Okay, I, if it's Indian, then like we have to see some kind of like elephant like type of topography or whatever and i just don't see that in there there's like come on well, there's no there's elephants. the elephant beast men yeah did you not see that uh, okay no that's that's the joke that's the joke that thank thank thanks okay. thanks for connecting that appreciate <laughs> it uh yeah so we've also got uh the new beastman tribe uh someone try to say this because i don't know how the fuck you would say matanga Uh, that wasn't arca arca sodara matanga very all right i guess you you do and you'll clean it up um (laughs) (laughs) uh you geeks are so gullible anyway uh yeah i don't i what am i supposed i don't know what am i supposed to think about this I mean, they already exist. Like, yeah, in, no. outside of the as the Asim step, there you fight them already. Yeah, as enemies. Well, they're not going to like that when we show up then. Well, apparently but, like, these are the. They're saying these ones. ones are friendly ones, like how there's peaceful Nath, and there's uh, also ones that you fight and peaceful. All you know, there's always peaceful versions of the beast. These things are already in the game. Yeah. Yeah, they're enemies in the southern area of Asim step. They're they're hunt marks if you do the daily hunts. How do I not remember this? Yeah, I don't remember a fucking blue elephant. I feel like a blue elephant would stick out of my mind. Um, they don't have big like Indian saris on. <laughs> they're just kind of they're kind of like the guy on the left, but less colorful. They definitely are because I always level the jobs and do all the hunt yeah. marks, and I distinctly remember fighting them. They're kind of yeah. by the caves in the southern south southwest area of Azimstep. 
and you're 100 percent sure these aren't like pink elephants right nico like these are real <laughs> what see what you, see what yeah, you did i'm missing i'm missing the joke as usual pink That's elephants on pra- yeah. what have you never seen fucking dumbo yeah when i was like five. Oh. You didn't subject your child to Dumbo yet? What's wrong with no, you? No, not yet. She wow. doesn't have a, a attention span for a whole movie yet. So. Dumbo She's and, only and one. Charlie Ch- uh, uh, fucking Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Those are two necessary films for every child to see so they can be terrified. Um, let's also talk because we know that we're getting the Garlean Empire, uh, uh, Garlemald specifically out of that. Um, though not in maybe the capacity that we were thinking or hoping once upon a time. Um, clearly, be a dungeon. Womp, womp. Uh, it better not just be a dungeon. It, that, fucking dungeon. That, that, I, I think that, that would be. I think that would be legitimately disappointing. But I, it also does I, sound like they sold it as a zone. They did sell it as a. Zone. So, yeah, I mean, Chuckster, if you. If you had just hurried, you could have gotten there before all this happened. It's kind of kind of on you, right? Yeah, and if just, it does become a dungeon, that's kind of on you. It's all your fault. I mean, I'm just saying that. Uh, what was that giant? Uh, that giant castle that was in Stormblood that we never got to go to, except for like that small outpost. Oh God, what was that in the Alamigo? Yeah, Alamigo. Yeah, the Alamigo Castle that was part of a zone, but it's really just a dungeon. I mean, <sighs> that's what Scarlet Mall is going to be. You're going to have this giant zone and then like a little fraction of the city. Of I mean, Garland you're probably Mald. you're probably not wrong. I mean, this is going to be Tavnasia all over again. I mean, it's already very destroyed. Like, like it's clearly had some kind of what civil war. I mean, they that's yes, yeah, that's, that's, that's what's so, been going on. That, yeah. yeah so while we've been gone, they, they we're going to. Yeah. 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 We're is- going to be able wow. to enter the one like undestroyed part and we're just going to see the destruction in the distance and it's not going to be like, I, I hope we get to just wander the destruction. That would be cool. But yeah. Oh, hey, real quick. Spoilers. Did that black rose plague thing ever happen? You got to play. You See, this is why you actually got to play through. Say yes or no. That's all I'm asking. It's a no. major. No. <sighs> No. <laughs> no. Okay. See, there you go. God damn it. <laughs> I mean, it it did in one character's reality, but you have to change the course of the future. The, the fate has been rewritten. Just yeah. play the fucking thing. You'll find out. Just play what it. Pa- Jackson, what patch did you stop at? Five point oh. Five point oh. Yeah. Oh, you haven't done any of. The- oh. Wasn't wasn't the last patch or the one before literally called like our future rewritten or something like? <laughs> Something like I mean, that. It could be. I don't know. I don't, I don't keep up with this shit. So uh, we've also we've also gotten a, a, a look at Garlemald as well as uh, a couple of different things. We've got Anima that's going to be coming. Apparently, yeah, the, I'm trying to figure out why they just brought Anima. I, because he's fucking awesome. Yeah. Why, why fan, I mean, fan service, why, Nika. Why not? I mean. It's definitely cool, and I know they well, did say that like the art director of that created Anima is part of the 14's art team. Yeah. So like that's yeah. cool to like bring him in, but like why? I'm curious, like she, why now? Nika. Oh, she. Sorry. Oh she, yeah, she. she. You're right. She. Sorry, I didn't know. Uh, yeah, Anima's a lady. I know. Okay, I do know that. Anima. I thought you meant she, the the art designer. Anima no, is Anima. Yeah. Spoilers. But. It's the mother. Well, it's Seymour's mother in Ten, but they said that. I mean, it's going to have a whole different lore, obviously. 
14. Well, it's got to be someone's mother. Did or else why the fuck are we... It's our mom! Yeah, no, about that. stop. We don't have <laughs> she parents. Was, she was the no, original we're, Aston. We're not allowed character development. She's Heidelin's mother. <sighs> Ugh, I don't know about that. It's really Yida. Oh, God. Stop. Oh, God. Oh, God. Actually, you know what? I would be okay with that. If it's Yida, yeah, let's do that. I'm, I'm, I'm so mad they never brought Yida back. They really lost out on like having a really cool plot arc, and they failed. Yeah. Just a quick, quick poll in the chat. Anyone care about Yida at all? Is there any any emotional attachment to like finding out that out? Just curious. Well, there could have been if they had actually made Lise a more interesting character to us care about. Yida, like I, I no, yeah. Uh, I, the, I think the 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 sentiment the point. sentiment is keep lease off of my screen at all costs. <laughs> That's it. That I've never seen anyone say anything good about lease. She's ever. got good boobs. I actually don't hate lease. They they made her really ditzy, but I mean it makes sense given her upbringing. I guess she but, is um, like one of the weakest female characters out of all of the ones we have. Like, how, like, like, put her next to, like, Alize. Oh, come on. Put her next to, like, Alize, who's the stronger character. Let's be honest. In any in any sense of the word. Okay, but to be fair, Lise is a lot stronger than that dead Galka chick that, you know, died a whole long time ago. Who? Oh, yeah. I forgot about oh, her. Oh, oh, the person who's around for a patch and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's, so she's very weak. Wow. All right. Uh, also, we got a, a look at some of uh, new some of these new areas. These are almost certainly going to end up being dungeons. Um, this first one, uh, I think we were told that this is somewhere on Rad's at hand, uh, somewhere on the island, but very, very different. Uh, of course, different. yeah, it's, it's on as fire. See, as you can see, the linear path actually has a bridge on it. With its with a circle to, platform, and, and then yeah, that leads Jesus. to the circle arena. So that's it's a little innovative. It's a little innovative, you know. Yeah. Uh, so looks like we're not going to be getting any new innovative dungeon designs. Um, any speculation on what's going on here exactly? Uh, I, I would think. I mean, uh, since Reds at Hand uh, as as a as a continent as a landmass is located directly south of Islabard, I would imagine that this is. Maybe the the Garlean conflict spilling over into their border. This zone kind of looks like the zone in the trailer with all the fire and the grass and stuff. Well, no, but the zone in the trailer, we know that that's the uh, floating city in Nim. Is it actually? Well, shit. It actually zooms in on uh, on uh, uh, Lenosia uh, when in the in the actual trailer. So yeah, that that's pretty. I I'm I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure that that's floating city in them. I I got to respond to something. Someone in the chat said they said more harder dungeons. No, and I just want to be clear. Every single expansion announcement they've said new challenging dungeons as a blanket term they don't actually mean they're getting harder they just mean new dungeons and they're trying to make it sound exciting yeah they're they're harder in the fact that you have to have a higher item level to beat them there you go yeah no this is this is boilerplate this i mean that's marketing speak is what it is don't be fooled by that um we've also got this which looks like another dungeon i mean obviously you can see the path uh Looks a lot like Void Arc to me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So anything out of the 13th, right? The Void. Yeah, which makes me wonder whether or not 
the 13th is going to play any kind of role in this expansion at all. I kind of feel like all the shards are going to play a role in this expansion somehow. But that's sad because that means we can't get another Isekai expansion where we go to another shard, you know? Although, I want another new world. Although, someone actually brought up a good point. You know, we don't really know yet how we're getting to the moon. Uh, Void Arc is still a thing. This could be a different section of Void Arc, like we're trying to get to the controls or something. Do you um, look at the patch notes and it goes, must have completed the Void Arc fucking 24 mans, just like they did with the Crystal <laughs> Tower for Shadowbringers. And you're I mean, like, maybe. Oh, well. I mean that that wouldn't I don't think that that's the the worst idea that I've ever heard of. People spamming teleport moon 500 gil, can I have it? I mean the hot pirate chick would come back, right? So that's okay. Uh and then the last thing that we have to talk about uh in terms of uh this presentation or the the big pieces of content that are going to be coming with uh uh Endwalker. Uh Pandemonium is the setting for the next I believe raid. Did they did yeah, they click? Yeah, they said eight it's man. the new 8 man raid and it's a completely FF14 original story of Pandemonium. All right raiders, what do you think? Uh you know, uh, the last couple of raids have i i think been you know fairly ff14 unique like they've been reference they've been referencing different uh games in the series but um uh, the eden was a bit of a callback yeah yeah, eden, yeah i mean he didn't have ff8's world music it, that's true okay that's I'll, I'll grant you that um you know the uh omega before that was sort of like a boss rush of different enemies from uh final fantasy's past um, oh, wow, is that is, was Alexander the last unique? Kind of, oh. yeah. Oh, ugh. yeah. I mean, but think about all the bosses in Eden, though. Were not recycled like they. No, like, not all of them. But the problem is how many were, though, right? I mean, there were a lot of. Them oh, that's the true. It's just like the primals redone. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like the yeah, there was a lot. The ratio wise, it was significant. Right. That's true. So, I, I mean, what do you think? Are you are you looking forward to this? Do you think it's going to be a smart move to make it unique to FF14? You would think that if they're making yeah, it, if if they're making it unique to FF14, that it's going to connect to the lore somehow. And especially we see in this preview image, La Habrea. Um, which I'm so sick of him. Like he's dead. He's gone. Like put a new fucking. I don't know. I feel like they keep bringing La Habrea back in one way or another, and they keep tying him in, and I'm like, why can't he just stay dead? He's like Zenos, too. Well, just kill him harder. I don't know what to tell you. I, just, I, I, th- I mean, listen, I think you bring up a good point, because now this is two pieces of content where we're fighting enemies that are multiple expansions old. I think it's it's to the point where we, I guess they felt we didn't we they wanted to give Laha Brea an end after having the context of Emmett Selch and um I guess the uh, only right? I mean, after because he's the other original, isn't he? Isn't he the, the third original? I believe he's so. The true, yeah, he's the true the other he's the third one in the trio that like they never got split. They never got shattered. I guess and what sundered, yeah. What does make me excited about it is that if La Habrea ties into this, that means it ties into the main story, which I know we've bitched about that we haven't seen that since Coil. I mean, Eden Eden actually did have some some nice little tie-ins. It had some tie-ins, but it was... 
there was the goodbye. Well, I mean, it was, but they did a better job of tying it in than the previous ones. Like they had the yeah. goodbye to thank her. They actually had the send off at the right moment. They, yeah. they actually required you to beat certain points in the MSQ. So they could assume that that plot line was finished before you yes, moved on. Agreed. So, agreed. Yeah. So you couldn't actually just stop the MSQ and go off and do all of it. You actually had to follow the order. Yeah. With, I mean, that's sense. true. That's true. Yeah. But it still was its own like kind of contained. And, and I think it's story. always going to be to an extent, but the important part is that they do what they did this time, which is, have it woven in so it feels more natural and not just a completely separated piece of storyline. Coil felt pretty woven in, though. Yeah, but I think that's because it was also like the what it wove into was the origin of the entire Realm Reborn remake, right? Which is Bahamut. And I think that's why that that, that resonated so strongly. The problem with uh, these is that it's something new that they're weaving into, so you don't know what it, the premise is yet. That's but I mean, seeing La Habria, I guess at least to me, feels like it will be a bigger tie-in than even Eden was. Yeah, I hope I, so. It, it should be good. I, I I hope so. I mean, I I you know, I think that the only time that uh, I I praise the story uh, immediately coming out at the other side of uh, a raid tier was all the way back during Coil, um, yep. and how integral that felt to the story that was being told. Um, I, I'm hoping that that's what we're going to start seeing here as well. Um, I mean, the the real, just you know, like the real epilogue to the story of the first in Shadowbringers isn't the MSQ. It's really the the Eden Raid. That's fair. That's, yeah, like that's really the true. I haven't epilogue. finished the last one. I don't remember. Well, I well, don't spoil. No, it's it, very emotional. Yeah, you should. Somebody carry me through it, like. Carry you? It's normal mode. You can Jesus, Nika. Jesus Christ. What the fuck? No, I just bought a bunch of gear on the market board and I have no materia. I'm really scrubbed Nika, right now, guys. Nika, Nika, it took me one night to fucking farm gear, buy a few pieces, walk in there blindfolded and go, all right, what do okay. I do? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm, just real, I'm real scrubbed here right now. So I did it on accident. Like, come on. Gem her materia <laughs> slots. Remember, remember, when, yeah. remember when Nika represented you guys as the raider? Remember? <laughs> uh, remember before I had a baby that absorbed my entire life? I mean, you had a lot of babies throughout the course of the show. I, know what you're <laughs> I had a lot of imaginary babies, but now I've got a real That's one. That's just rude. Like, I don't think they appreciate that. All I, right. know, I think I had triplets at one point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, old jokes. Old jokes are fun. Um, so yeah, we've also got uh, some side content that's coming. Uh, some new quests they've confirmed. Animal Crossing. What? Jesus. That's what they we're said. Not, we're we're not there yet. Nika, we're not there yet. He said new side content, Animal Crossing. He said <sighs> new side quests. Yeah, I was going to talk about the role quests instead of the job <laughs> quests. Uh, and they've they've separated uh, some of the, yeah. the DPS, which I guess people are kind of happy about. It's also going to be gathering quests. Who cares? Right, but nobody's no, happy did. about it, though, because job quests were way cooler the, than role quests. They, they did confirm, luckily, the new jobs being added are getting job quests for the oh. during during for 70 to 80. Oh, they are okay. Job quests. That's the new good. ones. Yeah. Only the new ones. Because otherwise they'd have nothing. No, they'd have, no they'd have nothing. Yeah. Show, yeah. Right? Yeah, that's, yeah, but yeah. I still feel like. I don't know the like the last one kind of made sense because it followed the different warriors of darkness on their paths, and so it kind of right. made sense to clump it into roles. But I still feel like what made each job unique was its history and backstory. And I, I yeah, like my thing is I I'm 
I'm happy that even though they're doing, I'm not happy they're doing roll quest, but I am happy at least that they're adding an extra one because they it did feel like if they're going to do roll quest, they should really do each each unique roll. And I think ranged physical got shafted in Shadowbringers. Okay, then they should really do a barrier healer one and a oh pure my god, that one. that's oh, Jesus! Might, don't make it a no, thing. You know what? Come on. No, I think they need to like condense it more. They need to have. DPS, tank, and healer, and that's it. Chuck, oh. it's not a, it's not about optimizing it for your st- standard of content consumption. It's about you know. I'm just saying, if maybe if they reduce the roll quest, then maybe the bunny people can actually get helmets. That's that's that, those two things <laughs> are not linked. That is not how that works. I think we could get helmets if they didn't put Animal Crossing game though. That, that's also not necessarily... <laughs> okay, actually, maybe there are asset development there, but still, like that's not necessarily one for one. Like It's not how game development works, guys. Come on. Uh, so uh, we're also getting a bit of an update to the trust system. Estinian is going to be able to be a trust. I like, feel like that's spoilers. There, there, there was a follow-up to the in an interview to the trust system where they confirmed that they actually originally had plans to do way more with the trust system and actually have them show up in any kind of content, but that's on hold for now because they haven't figured out how to do it. Oh <laughs> my God. So that's why we're just getting them in the main quote unquote main dungeons. When, when your 18 year old MMO is able to uh, figure out a feat of technology that your newer MMO is not able to fucking yeah, do. That's I mean, 11, I mean, you can just summon them. Yes. I don't know. I, I don't know why be, that AI fair, is particularly AI, hard, but okay. I mean, to be, to be fair, I think the AI, the way they function in dungeons, is a bit more advanced than the way the eleven uh, trusts work. Um, I think it's a little more involved, and I think the problem is they've I mean, only yeah, been able they've only been able to get the AI to be that good in the dungeons in Shadowbringers because they know that they're in a dungeon. Because it's a like, yeah, it's linear content. It's not dynamic. Yeah, it, it, God forbid it was a branching path in that place, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, a, a, a second set of 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 uh, mob, uh, mob ads. Like what? Oh, what are we oh. doing? You, what if you pull one pack and they fuck off and pull the other? Oh my God! Uh, <laughs> the the whole system would would just disintegrate. It would be like. <laughs> Thanos snapping it out of existence. Can't handle it. Uh, we've also we've also got Island Sanctuary. I guess Animal, Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. I guess. Or I guess it's like Farmville or something. N- Nika confirmed it's solo content. You can't bother other people with it. Really? That's so boring. Nah, 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 nah. Like I don't know who asked for her. Who asked for Stardew Valley in our fourteen? As well, they always like to do some kind of solo content. Yeah, as long as as uh, like it's this and not some other useless solo job. Like I'll take it. The, I mean, the, I, the, I guess, but like the, the whole time where they're like a new a new type of content, Island Sanctuary, and they're like it gives you a chance to slow down so, and enjoy the slow build of so, life. And so, I'm like, if this game isn't already slow, I don't. Do you want to hear hear what they said in the interview about it? What? The concept behind this content is to provide players with a more slow life. That means relaxing. Feel so that they are making sure any of the elements they're competing with other players is kind of avoided. Well, there okay. you go. Hold Hold there you go. There's your baby content, Nika. <laughs> That's true. You, you will still retain some form of communication with other players, but the content itself is largely solo. Uh, trading within this sanctuary and earning gill can be done by planting and growing specialties that you've cultivated, as well as interacting with the other features in this game that we're not ready to talk about yet. Uh, they will make it so that even if you're not interested in trading and only want to just grow crops, 
you can do so without facing any losses or penalties, and you're free to admire the minions that you love and have brought into and have fun growing these growing these animals. That's got to be a mistranslation. Maybe raising them. Yeah, maybe that's what they mean. Yeah, so it's just uh, it's bizarre. Bizarre. It, it, it seems like again, it, and going back to like Lords Verminion or whatever. Like, who asked for this? Yeah, who who is this made I, for? To be to be fair, I, I kind of was hoping they would do pet battles like they did in WoW, like at the Pokemon ripoff there. And so Lords of Vermilion was just kind of like, oh, why is it an RTS? I think that's what threw people off. I think if it was actually like turn-based combat, that actually would have taken off, believe it or not. It, you know, probably. As, as a casual little side thing. thing is, I mean, major, I've always but... said that Vermilion on its own, if it was like a mobile game where you can just link it to your like Lodestone account biggest and they play on your phone would yeah. be great. Why is their mobile app not let you do little turn-based anything, combat with your anything. pets, right? That's yeah. So like, yeah, so like if Lords of Minion was only mobile, you linked it to your Lodestone and you could access all of your minions on your phone and then you could just play it like on your commute to work. I think it would have gotten so much more use. But then they put it in the game is so stupid. Yes, play it while you like, drive to work. Yeah, like look... Well, so, people take the train, I think. But like looking at... And I just feel like this game, like first of all, competing with players, this isn't 11. There's no competition with other players other than just like who, which Twitch streamer can kill this first. Literally like, none. No, there is no competition between players in this game. What? No, I don't, I don't agree with that. I think I think there is a competition. I think there is a raid circuit. It's just it's kind of it's it's just been hampered by the issues. But the I thing is, but how are they competing but, against each other? Okay, Again, but it's just there, there, there's always going to be players that want to clear right, content right, right, right. before other people. But I'm talking about it's prestige only that you're competing against. It's not like Eleven where it's like you're actually competing for gear against other players. Yeah, you claim this enemy. Are you talking you about fighting for drops? Don't. It's it, I'm talking in general competition in the game. Other than PvP, and like I guess the last thing that came out. Are, when are you really comparing old school and Bozeman? No, no, no. I'm just talking about point? competing. The only thing I can think of that's been recent is the the crafting Ishgard had like ranking system or something. So I guess there was some competition. But when I'm looking at like you need to slow down and play Island Sanctuary because there's so much competition between players and d- just enjoy the life of Eorzea. To I, me, this feels like completely like off base I, with the pace of this game. This I, game I, is not competitive at I all. Mean, I mean, I mean, listen. Say, it, this- if if they if they had said you know here's content that you don't have to stare at the screen all the time to do right like you can do stuff like you can do a thing and then walk away you know like that may be a better selling point than saying oh this is to avoid the competition because you're right there is no competition there's no claim system there's nothing that walls you out of doing content if you want to see the story for everything in this game there's nothing that prevents you at all outside of the arbitrary eye level requirement that's it I think the I think the, the the thing they were going for there wasn't so much avoiding competition with other players. I think it's a bad translation. I think it was more about um, not having to like group up and do group content. I think that's what they were aiming. Yeah, I think it has like, more. I think it has more to do with pace and yeah. And, yeah. Well, like we are asking for more group content. Like who's well, no, no, asking no, no. Well, for Well, here's the problem. Here, here's the problem. Because a lot of the players who enjoy the challenging content have so little of it, right? They have like four or five bosses a tier, and then they they do their MSQ, they do their bosses, and they log off, and they rarely log back on. They're a vocal minority. Think about how many people you see on the subreddit or on the forums or on these other places who, and this is not a bad thing in isolation, but pretty much all they do is housing, collecting minions, collecting mounts, collecting you know, achievements, just, just kind of like messing around, doing some RP events, right? And there's nothing wrong with that by itself. But when those people become the 
majority or even worse, um, we don't know what the Japanese audience is doing, right? We don't really have a handle on that. So for all we know, it's a bunch of Western players screaming into the void yeah. because maybe maybe they don't have as good of a an insight into this as uh, we hope, right? Maybe they're they don't have like maybe they only get like cliff notes on what the Western player base is asking for. You know, we don't know how how much they're actually. I mean, I, th- I definitely think that that's a, that's a good point. Speaking of, let's talk I'm about. Sorry, I thought it was garbage. I don't I don't have that one handy. Uh, I wish I did. Um, but anyway, let's 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 move on and uh, and talk about the true end game in this 14. Uh, it is it is got to be housing. Uh, the new housing district Ishgard. Um, I thought we had that already. No, the crafters okay, are rebuilding it right now. It's taking time, Juxta. We're not baking a cake yeah, here. Yeah, so but. there's there's Juxta. There's current content that you've missed out on. Where it's like every patch, when every patch drops, there's like a rush for crafters to go and do a whole bunch of shit to rebuild Ishgard patch by patch. Yeah. And so the the reward of doing this is that Ishgard will be completed and you will have a housing. I, I got to be honest. I'm legitimately jealous of this content. I've never actually wanted to gather or craft in a game. And every time I hear about this, it sounds so interesting because I've never seen this in another MMO. You know, it does actually. And what pisses me off is that it's so time gated. Like I can't play at this exact moment in time because I have a baby at home. So if I don't log in by the time it's completed, I miss out on it completely. I could take your argument and just make it about MMOs in general. You're like, who has time for this? No, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, no, but I mean, when you, but like the thing is, when you start an MMO late. Right. You can play through all the MSQ, even if you're high level and you blow through it, you can see all of the content. I can go back and play Crystal Tower if I want to. I cannot go back and do this content. It's gone. Well, I mean, well, OK, well, look at it in another game. What if there's a season of PvP or PvE that you miss? Right. You can't really go back. It's not relevant anymore. You got to move on to the next thing. It's the same concept. But, but this, this is like this building an Ishgard. I, to me, that feels like something that would be so cool to see. Yeah, but grow. this is this is the logical extension of what they did with uh, with the camp at Mordon right like this is this is yeah. changing the the actual map of the game over time so you get a sense of the world changing they've just now taken it's- the extra step and added crafters and gatherers on top of it so that it's a mini game this might literally be the most innovative thing they've done in a long time to be honest with I, you. I, 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 I don't, I don't I dislike agree. the content i just think that it just sucks that I'll never be able to do it. Womp womp. Um, well, maybe you'll get another. Maybe you'll get another chance in uh, End Walker. Maybe. Uh, I mean, maybe do something similar. I mean, Garlemald is pretty shit, right? <laughs> Go fix Garlemald. Oh god. <laughs> let, us, let us know when it's fixed. Then we'll but show. See, up. I don't think it'll be next patch because you realize we're building Ishgard two expansions later. That's so, like I mean, rebuilding Flint. Who wants to do that? <laughs> Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nobody. nobody, nobody has. <laughs> um, listen, uh, I, I these next two points we could probably talk about for quite a while, but I just want to touch on them really quick. We're going to be removing belts, and there's going to be a huge. My pants are going to fall. There, I'm upset. There's going to be a huge damage number crunch uh, that's coming up. In fact, all of the data, it seems like uh, HP damage numbers, all of that is going through uh, the crunch. Wow had a very similar. Th- Thing. They've gone through it now twice, twice. I believe. Yes, um, twice. So, you know, uh, for all those people, I've seen people complaining about it. I think they really, uh, uh, Yoshi P went very far out of his way to explain why this is necessary on the actual presentation stream itself. I agree with it. Um, you know, yeah, yeah it's, there's no reason not to. Yeah, like it's just, just, just speaking from someone who's been through an MMO's number crunch two times, let me just be very clear for everyone. 
you won't feel it. It's meaningless and it's only going to help you and help their servers. There you go. I think Well, the issue they did say is that if you want to go back and do old content under leveled, it's going to the, the scale is going to be off. There right is now. A, there is a solution for that. It just we have to wait and see if Square does it. The way Blizzard handled it is they actually gave an artificial buff to legacy content when you went in there so that people who could previously solo it could still solo it because mm. if you if it detected you were in a legacy raid because you're farming transmog glamour or whatever then it's it would just it would just buff you like crazy to make up for the fact that the scaling had been minimized so maybe square could take a similar approach that's my hope that that's fair um i i just i i don't th- again i'm with strife you're not going to feel it it's not going to really change much of uh anything um and the people who are really complaining about it need to sit down and shut the fuck up um real- I think the fact they're removing belts is just hilarious I, i'm pissed i'm pissed about it even though i understand it and i don't fault them for it i'm still mad because i'd feel like it's they it's unnecessary yeah, it, I get why, but. It, it does feel a bit arbitrary and uh let's hope that it stops there you know there's a uh, uh they talked about rings but uh you know the wrist piece is uh earrings is, yeah earrings i think both of those are definitely on the chopping block but it's it's just it's one less aspect that you have uh to to customize your character but then again when your choice is one of three different gear sets it, do you really have that much choice anyway um so uh let's talk about the uh data center travel this seems like it's going to be a big deal um because you know uh we we haven't been able to traverse data centers um i think that you know that's that's one of the 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 big things that other modern mmos have been able to figure out either with a shardless design or with uh, a very flexible uh server structure um ff14 pushing itself towards that direction i think is is definitely a good thing yeah yeah i mean i unfortunately i feel like square has a habit of not going back to the drawing board and fixing the root of their tech issues so unfortunately i feel like this is going to be another weird tacked on system where we're gonna have to go through a menu and very explicitly say what data center or server we're trying to get to i wish it was like in other games where if i add like if i have like nika on my friends list and She's playing on Balmung because I know she went through a phase. I don't know. And then like we want to play <laughs> together and I add her to my party and suddenly one of us merges to the other person's server. Like that's that's how seamless it is in other games. I would hope Square would take that approach. But based on how they did the previous uh, world visit system, I doubt it's going to be that way. I think it's going to be some sort of cumbersome, cumbersome menu system we have to go through. They did say that it was already there were going to be more restrictions on this than there are on the regular world <laughs> so travel, ridiculous. but they didn't say what those restrictions would be. I have a high feeling it's going to be really hard to do like eight man raids across data center. Well, no, hold on, hold on. That's not how it works. Instances are separate servers. I mean, okay, that's that's. True. Yeah, yeah. when you that. when you when you go into an instance, you are not on the server you originated on, which is why in their tech stack they decided not to implement messaging across servers. Yeah. That's why when you're in an instance, right. you can't whisper someone. It's so stupid. I wish they would allow it, but they they're saving cost and they're not letting you like. But I I do just that wonder like being able to group up in parties with people on different data centers, not just different servers i just feel like there's going to be a lot more it's going to be a lot more nuanced than people are like oh we can do content with everybody now like like when we search in the duty finder i highly doubt we're going to have a pool of everybody again right yeah um no that's so, that's yeah. probably fair I, th- I i mean i definitely think it's something that's necessary but i don't think it's going to be uh necessarily earth shattering let's go ahead and uh, take another caller uh we've got raven on the line what's going on raven guys it's been a long time how you guys doing doing real well good to hear from you 
yeah i mean it, it's it's been ages so um yeah the data server uh implementation uh I, yeah i'm actually really um happy about this because i have friends that are on different data servers and they finally started playing the game and then i've been playing this game for oh god like what seven to ten years i'm, I'm including 1.0 because sure yeah uh, I know that you guys have been wanting to play with me where I had to create a alternate character to just be on Sargentanis. And um, I mean, do you remember at the last fan fest when they announced they were doing this and everyone was suddenly worried about their statics because statics were being forcibly broken up? Like it was a big fucking deal. Yeah, it was. It was. And um, I, actually, I actually had some stats get, you know, broken uh, because of it. But um no, I'm I'm really happy about it because now I have my best friend that I've known since like back in elementary school that we can finally play together, and we were I was just discussing on okay, this is what you got to do when you're at this level, you know, with summoner, and uh, now I'm going to be able to go to you know weddings and all. Uh, I'm just hoping that uh, they do find a way that they can add. Uh, they do like the part, you know, like the cross uh, server party where you connect I- on the duties. So that I can help them out with doing dungeons and and you know and content like that. Yeah. As, as long as the instant servers are not connected to a specific data center, they should be able to do that. That's my hope. But if you we, know if they are or not. That is. They, the they, yeah, we, I, we know. How would we know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. No yeah. I have. I have a feeling. You know, since I um, I because I do work in IT mm-hmm. uh, for like, oh, where people are gonna get moved from. Uh, data world center servers to dur- duty servers to do this kind of content because they you know they we do have the t- technology to do that and uh and square enix does have the money to be able to implement this because of the fact that how successful this game has become thanks to yoshi p right doing all these changes um i mean it's it's it, it's it's beating well it's it's totally beating star wars the old republic as well uh, in, in terms of this kind of implementation, because I remember playing Star Wars Old Republic, we, and you are stuck on a server. You don't get to see other people at other servers, uh, even with the, their their housing system. Um, they, they never had anything like this. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I, I think it's I think that this is a, a really like sort of a, a necessary feature for modern MMOs. You know, you, you don't have. Uh, friends that are going to stay stuck on one server, um, you know, and 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 again, the reasons to move servers uh, are are multiple. So uh, I think that this just solves multiple multiple problems uh, for FF14. Raven, thank you so much for the call, much appreciated. Uh, again, if you want to call Limit Break Radio, exclamation point Discord in the chat, uh, we'll probably end up taking one or two more calls uh, before we wrap up here. A um, couple of points uh, before. We uh, we finish up. Uh, FF14 is obviously coming out for the PlayStation Five. Did yes, any- I'm so excited. Really? Like no, this was obvious. The, uh, I mean, like- yeah, yeah. Like, what, why did this even need an announcement? No, while I'm excited is because since I already have the PS4 version, it's going to be free to upgrade. And Again. Like- pretty straightforward yeah they did they did PS4 that with the, yeah they did that with the Spider-Man, ps3 Spider-Man, right and, well not just that there's all these other ps4 tells this is the trend now it's it's beyond even 14 no, i mean like i'm just glad because i honestly fully when they said ff or playstation 5 i was like oh i'm gonna drop another hundred bucks like i legit legitimately that came into my brain just simply because uh, like we have to buy a license for the pc 
We have the bio license for the PS4. Like, yeah. I feel like I already paid a bajillion dollars to play this on PC. Why can't I just download it on PS4 I, I, and play? I think they're viewing the PlayStation now as a platform, regardless of which one you have. And that's the model there. I mean, I guess. And, and I'm actually happy. I just fully expected them to be like, you need your PS4 license, your PS5 license, your PC. You know? the, the fact that so. PC and Steam are separate, that is bullshit. The fact that yeah. PC and Steam are separate, that is that is that, you know, that is really dumb. Yeah, very dumb. Uh, also, uh, Digital Fan Fest event coming May 15th and 16th. It's going to be absolutely free. Uh, if you want to pay for something, though, you can get an eight-person whale mount. Cause it's pretty yeah. cool. That's the first eight-person Really? Mount. Come on. We got to invest. Um, it's going to be so helpful for doing maps and stuff. Look, like, just, 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 just give us a few months. Juxta and my, you know, our GameStop and AMC stock, we'll get to the moon and we'll bring some back <laughs> and we'll get to, to the, the whale. Moon. Oh my god. Uh yeah, so there we go. That's uh that's the bulk of uh the presentation that we got last night for uh Endwalker. Um I think that there's some exciting stuff in here. Uh I I don't know that I'm as uh excited for it as I would have been for, you know, going all the way back to Heaven's Word. Um but, you know, again, I I think that Shadowbringers uh earned back a measure of uh, you know, of uh uh, of what respect no not 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 quite not quite that's not uh, crazy they, they've <laughs> they've earned they've earned back a bit of the benefit of the doubt with me um which you know i'm i'm still very skeptical as i am with most things uh you know it was only it was only one expansion ago that we were uh you know fucking around in doma i don't i still don't know why we did any of that um but you know, uh, I think that it, listen, this is this is going to be a fun ride, and uh, and and I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, uh, final thoughts for you guys on uh, on yesterday's presentation. Go ahead, Nika. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess I'm excited. I'm just hoping that, like, I mean, I'm also optimistic that i'll be able to play more simply because baby's getting older and so i'm actually like kind of excited to know what the new raid's gonna be (laughs) (laughs) i I mean i plan on it i don't we'll see i mean because my my raid group seriously every couple weeks is like when you coming back nika when you coming back because like the leader like i love him but he's just like i'm ready to hand you lead back can you take it please i'm like no it's that ion but he's like please and i'm like Hopefully, hopefully next, hopefully next raid tier. So I'm just hoping like that I'll be able to play again. So I'm actually pretty interested in in the rating, especially if it ties into the story a lot more. Um, I do say like I don't think I'm as hyped for it as if this had been announced at a fan fest, but you know it is what it is because um, it's better to be safe than dead. Um, yeah. So I'm hoping that the online fan fest will get me a little bit more hype for it, especially if they reveal more of the trailer. Because like I said, comparing this reveal trailer to the Shadowbringers reveal trailer, I'm a lot less like intrigued. Um, but I don't know. Like, I'm as excited for this as I was for Shadowbringers. I guess I just still am, you know, I don't think they're going to do much innovation going forward, but we'll see. Strife, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, yeah, I'm excited for the MSQ. I, I am. I really want to know where they're going to go. I want to see how they're going to end this journey. And more than anything, I want more details about the raids and the class changes, their job changes. So I'm hoping that we get more about the job changes with that, uh, that fan fest in May. We will. What? 
I'm just excited because Paladin. He they still Paladin. exist, Nika. It's okay. Yeah, it's not like they removed them and they're bringing the, them back. Come on, I now. know the, the poster child's irrelevant. They just wanted to do the well, whole. Like season Paladins time. always get shafted in raids. They're like, no, we want Warrior and Gunbreaker now. Fuck Paladin. Whatever. Warrior Fun- Light is a Nika, fucking Nika, Paladin. Fine. You enjoy your. Is? Enjoy your fucking cutscenes. Okay, I'm getting in a second Dark Knight. I, I don't know what you're going on about. I get an actual second job. I'm fucking thrilled. Watch the second job be like a limited job Beastmaster, and Nero's just like, well, shit. God oh, damn yeah, like, it. Like Blue Mage. But- <laughs> yeah. How about this? How about this? I, you know what? I'm so confident in Square oh, Enix uh-oh. that oh, no. I, oh, no. right now. This is a mistake in the making. Whatever this second job is going to be, I am promising to level it. Oh, what? Oh, Jesus. I thought Dark Knight was your only job. Ha! I have machinist at 80. So take that. Oh, I'm, che- I'm cheating on Dark Knight, if you must know. Wow. Why? Why? I don't, because it's a fun job. I needed a second job to take through Bazoja. It's called playing a game, Juxta. Yeah. What the fuck is Bazoja? I only have oh, three level God. 80 jobs right now. I suck. It's it's the new Eureka, but different and, and better, and it has a, a raid inside of it, and uh, you can play with special action buttons. There you go, Jex. That's your summary. I'm just going to assume that it's bad. It's it's not that bad. It's no, it's good. actually pretty good. Does it have gear that comes out of it? No. No. I mean... Well, relics. Relic weapon, oh, yeah. Oh, I guess relic weapon, yeah. Yeah. Jesus, did you even try? Uh... <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, I I, I want to take uh, two more calls before we wrap it up here. Let's uh, bring in Shintasin. Shinta, what's going on? Holy shit! It has been how many years? Two. Yeah, yeah. Oh, almost two. Pretty close almost to two. two. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, crap. Twenty twenty counts as three years, though. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, <laughs> it's been five it's weird. years. It's weird because usually within once every two years we're in Vegas, so this was odd. Thanks, pandemic. Yeah. yeah. I probably wouldn't have been able to go though, so this works out for me. <laughs> yeah, I probably, I probably wouldn't have, I, I probably wouldn't have had the 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 overhead cash to go either. If so. there's a fan fest in like two years, I, I could bring the baby. That's you should not bring that, a baby to Vegas. Yeah, I was about to say that's a mistake. <laughs> I know it's no longer in Vegas. Uh, Scott brought his baby once. Like we're yes. about to de- we're about to de- uh, degenerates. We probably should have bring a child around us. Yeah. But I can dress her up as a cute little, cute little cosplay baby. Oh, I'm sure. I, I'm sure. I'm sure. 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 I'll probably be that. hammered. That's not the point of a baby. <laughs> yes, it is. Nika's gonna be that pageant mom soon, but for like cosplay. Mommy, daddy, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> subscribe, subscribe to my baby's Patreon immediately. <laughs> Who's a little moon Brita? Who's a little moon Brita? <laughs> hey, can you? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, probably. You, you, you but, I guess. I mean, probably, if, if, if you're willing to traumatize I your mean, child. Juxta, have you ever seen anything on TikTok? All the accounts with cute babies have like bajillion followers, so you could totally exploit Bert Bert for likes. If money. you're, it, it, listen, money? Juxta, if your fucking answer <laughs> to this question is yes, that you know anything about TikTok as a thirty-something-year-old man, I will uh, uh, immediately revoke your man card. I I would I, normally. Oh, oh. I would normally I say this is all questionable, but that baby should be paying rent. I mean, what? yes, it should be paying rent, and <laughs> I know that TikTok steals your information and sends it to China. Does that baby count? Be- I mean, you can use Facebook, right? So, same thing. Yeah. Baby- babies are just reloaders. Hey, Fairbear says yes, Nika, so I don't know what she's thinking, but Juxta, be ready. 
there's dollar signs in your futures oh boy uh shinta thanks for calling the show what do you want to talk about uh all right so i just i literally just got done with the 5.4 uh msq because you know you need to be logging this game at all times which is why i took an awesome four month break and missed absolutely nothing but uh with the msq uh not, not i had ptsd from the guns that uh I'm not going to pronounce her name because I think if you pronounce her name correctly, a wormhole open up from hell. But um, uh, I wanted to touch up on the two characters that are now going to lead into the new MSQ. Um, Ben Daniel, I don't really like his character type because he has big uh, mom said it's my turn to play the Xbox vibes. So I'm kind of (laughs) worried about that. But I mean, maybe there's something a I little mean, bit more the, deeper than me just thinking he's just a, you know, generic crazy person. I mean, I got like weird Joker vibes from him. But well, like, there's listen, there's, he's one we don't know much about. Right. So there's I think there's two interesting things about Fandango. Um, the first <laughs> the first interesting thing is uh, that he has said multiple times in conversations with Xenos that he's playing a part. He's made several allusions to like it being a stage and he's an actor. So this might be Genesis, a front uh, or he's Genesis from Crisis Core. Uh, listen, I, job. Oh, they're actually if not he, allowed. They're not allowed keeps, to use Genesis in a if Final he keeps, game. Uh, if he keeps reading scripts from a fucking play for like the entirety of the MSQ, yeah. I will. I will it, uninstall. It, wait, in, in all seriousness, what? Genesis is based off a Japanese rock star. They've got his likeness until he gives permission. They're literally not allowed to use him in a Final Fantasy game. It's yeah, no, it's a character. It's all about the character that pl- that really loves Loveless from. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Yeah, okay. He's literally not allowed to be used. Hang on, hang on. I that's didn't know that. that's the character and the character model, not the specific motivations or our character type yeah the, 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 char- the character just, archetype all right i'm just, just saying they couldn't do a crossover or anything just yeah no 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 i'm not i'm not saying i didn't that, know not, that though. that's actually yeah, really it's gacked it's gacked the japanese I mean, rock yeah i mean it's, it's okay because the other person is literally just dollar store sephiroth so thought, we already got you know sephiroth at home like my friends hated me because I called them Dollar Store Sephiroth ever since Storm uh, Stormblood, and they were like, "You're wrong. He's deeper than that, and everything like that." But now at the end of the MSQ, he's talking about reunions and getting a new shiny katana blade, probably from an anime <laughs> convention. He'll travel to later. Why, why do you guys keep making fun of my best friend? <laughs> it's not but, cool. You, like what? Weren't technically all of the main characters of Final Fantasy based on Gact, though? Indirectly, I thought that they were. Let's not get into that right now. Listen. uh, So uh, the second thing that I think is interesting uh, about Fandango is that he's one of uh, one of a few villain archetypes that is like a that could be a true nihilist. This might also be true of Xenos as well. But, you know, when when you think about his motivations, if he's not playing a part or if it's not a put on or, or, you know, a a misdirect for the player, then, okay, he's actually like pretty psychotic. Right. And there's been kind of a ramping up of the villains, uh, specifically the milkman from the uh the the weapon storyline that fucking guy is maybe the most hateable villain in all of final fantasy 14 so i'm kind of interested to see what they're going to be doing with both fandango and with uh with xenos because it does still feel like 
there has yet to be a payoff for that promise that they made during the the Stormblood, uh, you know, announcements, and that was like, you're really going to hate this guy. So with that not being paid off yet, it still could be, uh, 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 you know, it still could come into play uh, somewhere down the road. Well, I'm certainly hoping so, because I really just can't take the whole I'm pretty and I do swords well kind of thing. And I hate everything, which is it it was refreshing, though, to see them on stage Friday night, admit that they are aware of how people feel about Xenos. Yes. (laughs) Yes. At least they're not completely clueless. So they're not just going to be like, let's just make him exactly the same. So uh, hopefully he'll get a little bit of development and growth, considering he has gotten none. Um, So we'll we'll see. Uh, I think it's definitely interesting. Shinta, man, thank you so much for the call. It was great hearing from you. Uh, again, we are uh, taking a few calls. We're going to take one more call before we wrap up here on uh, Limit Break Radio. But, you know, it's been so great. It's been so much fun uh, hearing from everyone and and kind of, you know, stepping back uh, into the saddle of Limit Break Radio. Uh, I thought, you know, we should probably talk about, you know, what's going on with the show, what's going on for the, the future of the show, what is this? mean you know uh, a radiant rejoining what what does this particular event mean for limit break radio and the first thing is is that not necessarily anything uh as it is currently planned this is a one-off this is a reunion special uh so that we can talk about uh and walker and so that we could share some of our enthusiasm with you guys at home and uh you know kind of bring the show back for uh a big kind of celebration maybe in lieu of uh of fan fest and uh so you know while we have the ability to do that i you know we thought that it would be it would be fun to do that and so uh i want to thank everyone that's joined us for tonight uh and uh that has uh that has remembered limit break radio and uh continued to uh maybe enjoy some of the content that remains out there um but it doesn't have to be a one-off it doesn't necessarily have to be the only thing that ends up happening with with limit break radio because i think that there's a real opportunity here and one of the things that we always did with limit break radio that i thought was um necessary for us to do in terms of uh uh uh, transparency with our audience uh was you know we would talk about the ways that uh you know your either your subscription dollars or your patreon dollars or the the money that you would uh, donate to us through paypal we would uh, often talk a lot about the way that that money would be used and so i just kind of want to float it out there um, this idea that maybe, you know, not and, and I'm not saying that there is a Patreon out there. I'm not saying that this is ready to go, that we're launching it tomorrow. This this is this is a maybe if there's enough people who are interested in uh, the future of Limit Break Radio, that that door is not entirely closed. Obviously, all four of us are at different stages in our life than we were at. Uh, you know, when we did Limit Break Radio, the last run of Limit Break Radio. And so I think the first thing that we have to make very, very plain and be very, very honest about is that no matter what we do, it can't possibly be the same. 
Uh, obviously, this show is very different from shows that we've done in the past. Um, you know, and I think, he, he, and I, I heard from a lot of people in the run-up to doing this episode, you know, we're so excited for Limit Break Radio to come back, and I can't wait to hear from Escalia. And, you know, it, it's going to be great to have all of you guys, uh, you know, on the same show again. And the reality is, is that, you know, it can't ever be the same Limit Break Radio. Um, I think that, that you know, that's, that's just a, a fact that all of us have to live with. Um, and, and so, you know, would, I guess the question that I'm asking you all today is, would you be interested in a different version of Limit Break Radio? Would you be interested in listening to a show that wasn't every week, that wasn't two hours long, that wasn't maybe even necessarily solely about Final Fantasy fourteen? Um, I think that these are all things that we have discussed and considered in terms of like, what could we possibly do with the show that means so much to us and obviously means so much to you as well. Um, so there's a couple of things that I think are really important uh, to get out of the way. And the first thing is, is that most of the places, uh, uh, you know, that we had content uh, are, are down. Uh, the website is down. The podcast feed is down. Um, you know, the archive is down. So I think, you know, if we were to do a Patreon, obviously the Patreon would have to be remarkably different. Um, so, I, I, you know, I think if we did a Patreon, that maybe the first things that we would look at, the first couple of tiers that would be unlocked, would be would allow us to uh, take some of our time and dedicate it to reviving the archive, reviving the podcast feed, maybe even reviving the website. I think you know uh, it, it might be nice to uh, you know even go the extra mile and and redesign the website. Um, these are all sort of things that we've that we've talked about and considered and there's one that you know that we've actually we've sat around and talked about quite a bit and and one uh, an idea that i i've really enjoyed um and and i've kind of made allusions to this uh during my time streaming here on the channel but one of the ideas that we came across was you know okay limit break radio uh, you know was centered around final fantasy 14 well limit break radio as a brand can branch out into other Final Fantasy games. And one of the things that we did back in the 11 days that got a huge response and people really seemed to enjoy, not just when we did it, but for years after, I would hear from people how this was their favorite series of episodes, the great Final Fantasy debate. Um, you know, one of the things that I think we've considered is, you know, it's been... When has it been? Eight years since we did the great FF debate? That was that was a long time ago. I mean, ago. I was still in college. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, LBR I've been out of college for 10 years now. <laughs> yeah. That uh, that was LBR 1.0. And I think that, yeah, that was like um, my my second to last year at college. I mean, yeah, I was still I was still up in Mount Pleasant when we did those episodes. I think I vaguely remember listening to that like back in the day. So. 
you know, I, it was fun. I, and it was fun. Just, you know, uh, uh, Tom, too, was also involved in that as well. And, you know, one of the ideas was to, you know, make it a mini series and dedicate an episode to each one of the Final Fantasies and make it more of like a YouTube uh, centered show. That was one of the ideas that we had. Um, so, you know, and, and again, w- one of the important parts is is. I want to hear from all of you guys um, that are are watching the show, uh, you know, whether you're watching it live or you're catching it on YouTube, which, by the way, YouTube right now is the de facto way to get our old content Uh, with the website being down. uh, I can't direct you anywhere else uh, except to YouTube uh, for some of our old content. Um, But, you know, it's it's this question of like. You know, I've, I, I, I would be much more confident about bringing Limit Break Radio back if it was centered around FF14 or one of the online Final Fantasies, because that's that's our wheelhouse. That's where our wheelhouse has been. And so, you know, if I'm being honest, uh, my creative confidence was absolutely shaken by being laid off from Checkpoint. And I've definitely been a bit gun shy about launching my next project um and and yes some of that has to do with confidence part of the other part of it is uh compensation um you know after being compensated for my work you want to you know in terms of your the arc of your career i think it would be a step backward to stop taking some sort of payment uh for for the work that i was doing so um you know i i I think that's another important uh element of it too and then you know yeah a mini series is fine a youtube show that's cool and and that's fun and all but what about limit break radio like what about actually bringing back a podcast and i think you know if we got the archive repaired and and we got the podcast feed back up and and a website going you know and and i've been playing ff14 and ff11 quite a bit i can only speak for myself i can't i can't speak obviously for strife or for juxta or for nika but i i think that i could probably find it in me to do some kind of podcast some kind of show around online final fantasy games whatever that means so you know, obviously, a lot of these conversations are are in the discussion phases. Um, there's a lot. You know, if I was to do a, another limit, a different limit break radio, another limit break radio. You know, the question would be who would help host it with me. Dynamic is a huge thing. Um, you know, I've worked with uh, with these guys for so long and and trust them uh, uh, absolutely with doing a show. I mean. We did very minimal prep for today, and I think we did a fucking phenomenal show. And that's rare. That's that's so rare and so special that, you know, all of these things, all of these questions are going to have to be thought through. And, and you know, uh, I, I want to be able to, if uh, especially if uh, Nika and, and Strife and Juxta are involved, I want to be able to compensate people for their time. I want to, I'm not, I want just not my time to be compensated. Uh, I want their time to be compensated as well. So the question is, 
is that worth supporting even though it's massively different from what has come before it um possibly the most different the most changes that limit break radio has gone through in its entire lifetime um i i i i need to float this question out there because i need some feedback i need i need some people to tell me if this is something that you'd be interested in and i i've seen the chat room light up and and obviously there's you know when when a show like this comes back there's always going to be a lot of really early uh enthusiasm but i want you guys to take a minute and and really think about that and really you know send me a dm on on twitter or uh you know send me a message on discord and and tell me genuinely if this is something that you think you could financially support and uh whether or not you know, it, 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 the bumps in the road would be okay because that's the other part of it. There's going to be some bumps. It's it's going to change. It's going to be different. It may not be the show that you remember, but hopefully it can still be a show that you love. Um, so that's just sort of, uh, you know, my, my little pitch for, hey, what if we did Patreon again? And what we would do do with it and how we would utilize those funds and how we would move that project forward. Um, so, yeah, take some time. Think about that and uh, and and reach out to me. But I, I really I've enjoyed this quite a bit doing the show again, streaming on the channel again, uh, hanging out with you guys again. It's it's been a blast. Um, you know, you guys are some of my best friends in the world. So uh, it's uh, it's absolutely fun to, to hang out and bullshit with you, um, even if it's maybe not always about FF14. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Do you guys have anything to, to throw on top of that? Hell yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that wonderful addition. <laughs> I'll just go real quick. Um, yeah, just I just want to say it's an honor to, uh, to be invited to to host with you guys and, and to to talk about this stuff. It's it's honestly it's it's amazing, and you know I really appreciate being here. Well, we appreciate having you, and uh, we appreciate everyone who has checked out this grand reunion of uh, of of Limit Break Radio. I think I want to take one more caller before we uh, before we get out of here. Um, and uh, let's see, we haven't talked very much uh, outside of ourselves about Sage, so let's talk to uh, Sana Redwood. Let's talk to Sana. Hey, what's going on, Sana? Uh oh. Maybe not. Oh, they just—they moved back to on hold. Try one more time. Hey, Sana, how you doing? Nope. Well, <laughs> no. Nope. Wait, they un. Wait, now they're unmuted down there, though. Oh well, let's try one. Up. Oh, hey, Sana, how's it going? Hey guys. Welcome to Limit Break Radio. It's been a long time, dudes. It sure has. Sure has. Uh, thanks for calling the show. What do you want to talk about? Um, Sage and the fact that they said that it could augment its abilities. Does, do you guys think that means Cleric Stance is coming back in a way or what? Mm. Based on their their philosophy they gave in previous interviews, I doubt we'll see an exact replication of Cleric Stance because I think they want to lean away from that meta a little bit 
but I do think that there'll be some sort of um, combos or abilities to kind of augment their offensiveness. So that's how I interpret it, at least. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know that cleric stance is ever coming back. To be honest with you, uh, Outs- I, outside of Bazoja, actually, it's in Bazoja, isn't it? Oh, is it? I don't know. I don't. I haven't gotten that far. Um, Sag, uh, what was the best part about playing a white mage? Um, until Shadowbringers. <laughs> Let's go yeah, with yeah. Doing so good in the meta right now. I'm. I'm trying to think. Like it's. It's. This one's going to be categorized as a barrier healer, like scholar, right? So I'm. Yeah. Did they specifically it was augmenting his offense or just its abilities in general? I don't remember. It didn't say. So like. Then to me, I would lean more towards if it's since they're specifically being like we're making pure healers and barrier heals. I have a feeling there's going to be like if you do things correctly, you can augment your barriers to be either different or stronger. Yeah, or perhaps filling up a gauge, and then when it hits a certain threshold, of that sounds an ability, right. An ability's effect changes or becomes empowered. Yeah, because we got rid of stance dancing in favor of gauges. So yeah, I mean, is there is there any class at all that utilizes stance dancing? technically tanks have stances but they don't dance them they don't dance anymore like because they they got rid of the attack and stance it's only the tank dance now yeah so there's literally there's literally no reason to not run grit yeah 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 it's just a toggle just in case your off tanks having trouble that's right right yeah it has more it it has to do with enmity generation than than anything especially yeah that's all it is i think now. there's not not even a negative damage anymore like it used to be strictly enmity so i don't even call it a stance (laughs) the only reason to turn it off is if you're off tanking and your main tank is shitty like has really shitty gear that's it yeah so there you go i i i i don't i was rating i was fine now i I don't think we're getting uh, cleric stance back, but I mean, very interesting though. You know what they could end up doing with the job. Um, I think that they're just going to end up nerfing astrologian in favor of balancing between the two. Because technically, mean, they already Ast- are. I mean, they are because Ast had the two different stances already, and now it's becoming a pure healer. So right. I have a feeling that's going away. I mean, I mean, Ast- yeah, astrologian didn't they just go through an unfavorable rework that, or at least some people thought it was unfavorable. Because they they nerfed the way the cards work, right? Yeah, yeah so, that's accurate. And then they're really noctile. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it all depends, I guess, for Astrologian players what you liked about Astrologian. But hopefully, they do it justice in this conversion because it is going to play a lot differently. There I'm you less go. Worried, I'm less worried about Sage. More worried about what they do to Astrologian to compensate. Yeah, I I think that wh- however they end up balancing the other healers to con- you know to to kind of make room for Sage, I think is going to be a delicate uh, a delicate balance. Um, one of those four jobs, I guarantee you, uh, when six comes out, is going to suck. Like, is going to be noticeably worse than the other three. And I, the Dark Knight, you know. Uh, that's a sword spot. That's not cool. You know, it, uh, you, you don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to use fighting words uh, when it, it when it comes to making your analogies. Thanks a lot. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, don't don't worry, Anero. You're gonna you're gonna switch to the Scythe user, so you're fine. Yeah, I'll have a I'll have another Dark Knight job to choose from. Sana, thank you so much for the call. We appreciate it. Welcome. Um, all right, we're going to take one more call. It's going to be very, very quick because uh, I know Volkai has been hanging out and hanging on the line for a minute. Volkai, what's going on, my friend? Welcome the fuck back. Thank you very much. 
What's up? Is that is that all you wanted to say? Well, I mean, we've we've gone past everything else I wanted to talk about, which was frankly a little bit of everything. Um, what are you okay? What are you most excited about in terms of Endwalker? Uh, the end. <laughs> The, the, the so not not so much the walker then. The, <laughs> no, no, fuck walking. Walking is like no, no. Walking is that that's a checkpoint thing. No, here we run, we sprint to the end, and then we wait two more months for the next patch. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. No, I, I I think that yeah, that's that's definitely something to be excited about is to, you know, finally be wrapping up this long saga between Heidelin and Zodiac, which, you know, you think is kind of the underpinning for the entire world on which this game is based, but apparently we're gonna be able to move past it, which I think is also very interesting. Well, it it is, and it has been for over a fucking decade. So yes. Moving on to something new is going to be awesome. Absolutely. Volkai, thank you very much for the call. We appreciate it. Hey, and just one more time, on behalf of everyone who's been listening to you guys for literally over a decade, welcome the fuck back. Thank you very In much. Whatever form this takes, welcome back. Thank you very much, Volkai. We, we appreciate it. Yeah, have a good one. And uh, before we go, I definitely want to pull in here Lloyd, our uh, wonderfully loyal uh, phone screener and uh, and and a member of RNG and T. Make sure you check him out. Uh, Lloyd, man, what are you excited about for Endwalker? Um, I don't know. Have content that I actually want to come back to play because I haven't played since Heaven's Word. Oh wow! So oh, whoa, whoa. Okay, now granted, granted, you have Stormblood to slog through, but has has the praise for Shadow Walkers been like <laughs> Shadow Walkers, whatever? Uh, <laughs> has has that has that like penetrated your your uh, anus? No, I'm sorry, your um your your uh, attention. Is that something that you want to do? Since I've already watched like Kooky, you, and a few other people play through it, I have really no interest in like reliving all that shit again. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Once so, you've once you've seen it, it's kind of like yeah, right. Yeah, and like I might get a jump potion and start Endwalker like I did with Stormblood, and then like got into Stormblood like two or three days, and I'm like I'm really over this shit already, yeah. and quit again. Yeah, so. I don't blame you. I don't blame yeah. you at all. So maybe it just depends on what like the actual content is dropped out of it. I might play for a couple months and then set it down like I did again. I mean, honestly, that's 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 not the worst way to go. I mean, it it is becoming very similar to WoW where it's like, all right, let me sub up for the most recent content and then my sub goes inactive. So well, that's exactly what I did with WoW. So yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, but Lloyd, thank you so much, man, for uh, for hanging out and for uh, doing uh, you know doing uh, call screening for us today. Really appreciate it, man. No worries. All right. Well, I think that's going to be it for us uh, for this special reunion episode. Uh, before we go, I, I mean uh do, do you guys is there anything else that you guys wanted to add i i i i, I this is weird i forget how i wrapped up the show i i don't i don't remember how we did it other than 
I'm a Nero. Keep listening. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I got that. I got that. That's, all That's I ready to go. That's in I my back re- pocket. That's ready I to go. Roll the credits. Roll the credits. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember either, really. Um, I feel like black. you used to give like a little speech at the end that was always very like heartwarming. Even like we would yell at each other the whole show, and then Nero would give this like heartfelt speech at the end. Yeah, it's called a compliment sandwich. Oh, I gotta come up with a heartfelt speech? Son of a bitch! (laughs) It's like a compliment sandwich for the podcast. (laughs) It wasn't enough that I I, I figured, like, I put all of this shit together and I programmed the show and I fucking (laughs) made sure everyone was here and that you could all be heard, but I gotta come up with something fucking heartwarming too? God damn it! Okay, here's my heartwarming thing. I want to say thank you to all of the fans for joining us instead of the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Ser- <laughs> seriously, we uh, we cho- we chose the uh, maybe the the night of the biggest competition. But you know, it's f- f- FF14 fans. Do you think they really give a shit about uh, about foosball? I mean, no, but they might have been checking out the superb owls that's going on right now. So. Yeah, well, they they are some fantastic owls. Good too. Juxta, you got anything for us? I'm Juxta. Keep listening. <laughs> god damn it uh all right guys that's gonna be it for us uh remember i i do want you to reach out to me and let me know whether or not uh you know the the uh show coming back limit break radio coming back if that's something that you would uh be willing to uh put your dollars behind and uh and actually really get it back up and running um thank you guys so much for checking out this reunion episode of limit break radio uh i can't thank you guys enough i know that you know there's so many streamers and the ff14 streaming community has grown by leaps and bounds since we decided to step away from the spotlight so uh, it really means a lot to us that we're able to uh sort of uh, get your attention and get you back here and get you to hang out uh just your presence here means the world to us so thank you guys so much we can't thank you enough uh for nika kayanian juxtaposition strife my name's anero Keep listening. Limit Break Radio is a production of LimitBreakRadio.com and Bender Media Productions. This episode was produced by Aniro Gregori. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. Opening music in this episode from Pirate Crab. Listen to Man with the Machine Gun and other great tracks at PirateCrab.BandCamp.com. Closing music in this episode provided by Husky by the Geek. Listen to this and other great Final Fantasy XIV and video game rock covers and original music at Facebook.com slash Husky by the Geek. In-game graphics for Limit Break Radio's Twitch stream are provided by the generous viewers of the Limit Break Radio Twitch channel. Thank you guys so much for your support. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content. <laughs>